Hey everybody, it's good old J.R. Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling, and you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. my tree she rides the night Ladies and gentlemen, coming at you live from the Bad Medicine Studios in the heart of the Fox Valley from the 13th floor of the Ford F-150 Raptor BF Goodwrench Jim Beam Studios. We have a very special guest once again for you today, and you know what? I think you're going to like it. (laughs) Yes, our man today was Mr. Wisconsin of 2018. He's known as the Appleton Oak... (laughs) <laughs> the man with a thousand poses. Uh, hold on, before you say your the heart name, out, Steve before you say the name. In the intro, you people just heard Patrick Swayze. So that, so that should for sure tip you off, <laughs> Mister oh, David Jesus. Bay. The thousand. Where do you come up with this? <laughs> I shit? just. And where? <laughs> can you? Can you? Uh, can you? Can you repeat the name of the studio that we're coming at you from? <laughs> Absolutely, you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh God, 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 here we go. From the Bad Medicine Studio, sponsored to you there, by the Ford 150 Raptor. <laughs> Jim Beam Smooth Drinking yep. Kentucky Bourbon and the BF Goodwrench All Terrain TA Tires. Yeah, I think you've had more the first time, but <laughs> yeah, we'll, go, we'll go with that. <laughs> We've Holy got shit. so many should-be sponsors knocking on the door. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> BF Goodrich, not the entire line of BF Goodrich Tires, just the uh, radial all-terrain TKOs. That's uh, they, they decided to sponsor us with the particular brand. Well, that's of, what Quint, well, I don't want to put him over, but uh, that's Dave what, Bay used to have him on one of his vehicles. Vehicle, I had so. him on my uh, my FJ Cruiser. I did. That's yeah, right. See, mo- guy puts yeah. them over. No lie, folks. We all we all have them on our vehicles. That's on right. Our, just on our Ford just Raptors. buy them. They're that good. Yeah. See, it was a great all terrain. You could you could drive it with it on the highway, and it wasn't overly noisy. <laughs> um, but you could also uh, you know go in a little bit of mud and a little bit of snow and whatever else. I drove my FJ Cruiser in a lot of stupid shit. So, Never got stuck. So speaking but, of those tires, was it hard to get to the studios today? Holy shit! <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, if you, you know, hit me up if the, if the GPS gets a little wonky. Well, what? Well, on the way to the studios, we every had other the, road was closed. Every, everybody knows about Dave and his, you know, driving. So they, we requested to put in a second lane just for Dave to drive in. That is, so he doesn't have to deal with people merging, people, <laughs> people who can't drive. Traffic on the way to the. Uh, Whatever you said, studios tonight is. is uh, we'll see if from way up here in the thirteenth floor, it gives you a real nice view of of the beautiful Fox Valley, so yeah. you're able to really there see all the construction. A, there isn't even a building in Appleton with a thirteenth floor. God damn it, Dave! You're blowing our cover. Yeah, Dave. Don't so tell them about that. They How can never know. There's a building know? with thirty-five floors. Because the thirteenth floor is unlucky, which is why they. God damn it! Just shut up, Dave. All right, we're anyhow. Not, Dave, we're not afraid did your badge of work. The thirteenth. My badge work. Yeah, because I know we sent you a badge, and no, Buster here just no, puts they, a bunch they, of weird they, shit. They uh, got rid of the badge, God, months ago, and we just do a retinal scan now. Oh. So. 
Well, you guys didn't tell me that. Yeah. That yeah. was our big surprise. Yeah, surprise, yeah. Dave. Yeah. We're really <laughs> adding up. Here I am we'll doing 15 it. minutes uh-huh. of Social Security, <laughs> yep. giving my driver's license, no, telling Quinn. You know, that was because stuff. you wanted to fire the gardener. That was his idea for a little bit of revenge. Well, you know, HR, HR put their foot down. So. Did you see what he did to that tree out there? I did. It looks wonderful. I don't know what tree you're looking at. <laughs> I, I told him to make it Not look just like tree. your pompadour. Are you, are you looking out at a tree from the 13th floor? <laughs> <laughs> and the tree is... Well, because you got to look down on the ground that we're looking down at. Well, it's they, it's, uh, an, we're on it's the also an Appleton oak. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the biggest one on the biggest side of town. <laughs> Which we had that tree transplanted in from one of our other studios, uh, Schmaltz Nursery. <laughs> Thanks for the free tree, guys. Good looking out. <laughs> hey, how's that couch you're sitting on from WGNR Centers or whatever? Quinn hey, you, uh, that's are you asking me if I'm comfortable or are you looking for plug more sponsors? <laughs> well, a little it's column A, a little uh, column B. It's a very, this is as comfortable as I've... I've been doing a podcast or interview, as I can imagine. So well, you hear that, folks? Our brand-new sound guy was able to get you on the first try this Good. time instead Good. of last time that took 17. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it happens. It's, it's a thing of the past. But, Dave, we're going to speak a little wrestling shocker, right? Right. So Getting you, right into who it. Who talks wrestling on a wrestling, wrestling podcast? <laughs> so you had a quite, a quite a cool experience. Why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners all about yeah, that? Yeah, so uh, my buddy um, from Sports and Shows and Signings um, – Asked me to come down. He promotes wrestling shows down in the Kenosha area, and uh, you know wanted uh, for a while to kind of find a way to work me into doing one of his shows. And he was uh, uh, having a show down in Kenosha a couple weeks ago, and they had uh, Gangrel and Kevin Thorne from WWE, and wanted me to come in and uh, and do some announcing. So um, he's been you know getting at me to check out one of his shows, and I've wanted to go for a while. And he puts you know for for an indie wrestling show, he does a, he does a really good job with it, and it's a ton of fun. And I've been to a couple of the indie wrestling shows and to be honest with you there like if you if if you if you haven't been to one you know like you know i'm not gonna lie i'm, I'm a wrestling fan like i watch all the pay-per-views with my buddy dauber and alan and matt and you know my girlfriend and Corey. we had a group of guys that we watch all the pay-per-views but i don't like i don't follow you know too closely other than that you know so like the first couple times like you know like people are like oh we should go to an indie show and i'm like i don't know that looks like some you know and then you go and it's like so awesome it is it's a totally different experience there's so much fun and if you have a, you, you gotta have a couple of drinks before you go and the couple that i've been they serve alcohol there which just makes it that much oh, better. better absolutely but so i you know i knew going into it that we were going to have a fun time and he wanted to you know kind of work me in with uh with kevin thorne and gangrel and so it was my first experience being backstage at one of those events and kind of planning and coordinating and stuff so they were super cool everybody at the event was cool he had a a sold out show uh, down in Kenosha so it was a great time uh you know i took a a, a kick to the baby maker um, <laughs> but uh no it was it was a lot of fun uh and like like i said if for everybody listening if you guys haven't made your way to an indie wrestling show even here's the thing even if you're not a wrestling fan oh. at all if you're not if it's a friday or a saturday night and Somehow you it hooks you, you see somebody post on social media hey at Tanner's in Appleton or at the Menominee Arena in Oshkosh or wherever you live if you see like a local wrestling show grab a couple buddies go have you know 
10 or 12 shots. <laughs> a little pre-game. And go down. Pre-gaming? Yeah, because the thing that people don't understand, I think, a lot of the indie shows is, you know, when you see the bigger shows on, on WWE or now AEW, and, you know, maybe there's a little interaction, you know, with the first few rows, you know, and the, uh, the wrestlers will kind of talk address the crowd as a whole you know especially the heels and stuff like that or uh but at the indie wrestling shows they're very interactive you know <laughs> yes. so you'll get the wrestlers you know you'll have a little 12 year old kid up in the front row you suck shut it kid <laughs> i'll kick your dad in the teeth you know and it's like it's like yeah like yeah that's I, the beauty of it so I, i'm hoping that he has me back down there we're uh we're looking at i think labor day weekend i might be back down there so uh you know we talked about possibly doing the, the ring announcing and stuff and you know i'm always down for whatever Would they so. be back so you can get your revenge yeah, I'd like to <laughs> kick somebody back. So no, it was it was a great it was uh it was a, a great event and I'm really glad he had me down there and uh if you get a chance to check out an SNS uh, wrestling show, most of them are down in Kenosha, uh you gotta check it out. They're a lot of fun. So <laughs> I was gonna say the Buster here is probably gonna have something in what? October. Uh Looking at a few dates, more than likely it'll be early October, so we could always use a ring announcer. Yeah, if I'm around, if I'm around, oh, you, can, you can already count me in. If I'm around, I mean, that it's might so be able to fun. shake the dust off of uh, Quinn's old wrestling boots. Oh, Maybe he'll boy. make a entrance <laughs> pass. <laughs> pass. <laughs> hey, Quinn's arriving on the motorcycle. <laughs> And there he goes. Right he didn't even have to come this way. He drove out of his way to pass us and show us that he's not coming. So that's pretty uh, cool, though. Gangrel and uh, Kevin were pretty nice to you. Yeah, they were. They were super cool. Kevin Kevin Thorne's a big dude. And I was like, holy yeah, shit! He's, he's yeah. all of like six four. He's a he? good six four. Yeah, and and big too. You know, I was like, damn. You know, and he hasn't you know wrestled like in the bigger circuit for a while, but he's still he's still big. You know, and I uh, I talked to him a little bit. You know, uh, <clears throat> after or before and after rather. And, you know, I'm like, you know, did you play college ball or anything? And he was actually going to play college football um, where he's from. I think Memphis, uh, one of the schools down there. And he actually met Sid Vicious at uh, at the gym. <laughs> oh, Sid. Sid was like, uh, Sid, no, nah, nah, you got you to gotta get into wrestling, you know, as big as, <laughs> as, big as you. But, no, nah, he was he was going to go play college ball. And you can you believe it. He's all, yeah, he's all of 6'4". He's got to be he's got to be a legit. You know, two seventy five, two eighty. He was a he was a big dude. You know, and it's it's so hard to tell when you see you know when you see people on TV because you know sometimes you know I have a couple of real tall guys and so you don't really have a frame of reference or you know I do all the coverage in bodybuilding and you know some of these guys when you see them next to each other it's like when you see them up in person it's like holy shit yeah like, it's this a whole is, different world. this is weird so it was uh, you know even even Gangrel you know not as tall as Kevin Thorne but still just you know. A big dude. I was like, damn, you know, and both in good shape, you know, gang girl uh, and Kevin both, you know, for guys that are, are a little bit older now and they're, you know, they take care of themselves. It was, it was cool. It's kind of funny you mentioned that because we always say that uh, X-Pac, yeah. I always thought he was like yeah, maybe 5'10", but he's 6'2", but these guys always remind me, you like, got to remember, he's been standing around Kevin Nash. <laughs> and Scott I, uh, I met Matt Hardy at... Um, at uh, it was gold, well, experience or golds, whatever on Wisconsin Avenue here in Appleton. Don't say the G word. And he was, uh, he was, he uh, was, he was way bigger than I thought he was going to be. You know, because I thought, he, to be honest, I thought him and Jeff were like five ten. Yeah, no, or both the Hardys like, are well over six. Feet. Yeah, Matt, Matt's big. You know, yeah. and we I was like, holy too. shit! And I said that to him in person. I'm like, 
holy shit, dude, it's like you're way bigger in person. He's like, oh, it's nice to hear that than, you know, the the opposite. Thought <laughs> yeah. you'd be bigger. Thought you'd know? be taller. But, yeah. I get that all the time. No, it's, it's, uh, so it's, it's cool. It's, it, it's impressive. You know, like I said, you see these guys on, on TV and, you're, you know, it's hard to get a frame of reference. But, yeah, there was big dudes, uh, still very athletic and stuff like that. Yeah, and so there's, and there's cool. a lot of them where, you know, you look at them and you're like, well, of course you're a pro wrestler. What the hell else would you do? Right, right. You know, like, yeah. Totally, I get it. It makes right. sense, you know. Right, right. So, oh, so. really? I thought you'd be an accountant. <laughs> no. Yeah, Bobby Lashley's uh, tax <laughs> refund uh, store. <laughs> so as a casual fan, what, what are your thoughts on AEW now coming into play and like John Moxley and guys like that? Um, you know, I thought – I think competition is good. You know, and uh, like Agreed. I said, I, I don't always I don't get like too into WWE, but the, the guys that I hang out with, they have like in-depth conversations. And when you start hearing them talk, it's just it feels like the, the general consensus is like a lot of the storylines in WWE have gotten a little bit stale um, and that the fans aren't necessarily happy with a lot of the things that they do. Safe to say. And you mm-hmm. can you can see that. And it's like I feel like like Brock Lesnar is like the big example. I mean, I'm a huge Brock Lesnar fan, like in general ish you know yeah. uh he was a phenomenal like you know wrestler at a collegiate level you know and the guy is just an amazing athlete um but you know i think he's i think he's past his prime and you know the the thing it seems like is vince very much seems like he loves his 80s like larger than life huge yep. like flat top over the top <laughs> I was gonna, wrestlers just gonna say and uh top. you know and that's what i grew up on is like all these like huge wrestlers that basically look like bodybuilders hulk you know the ultimate warrior you know lex luger macho man i mean you know davy bulldog smith i mean you can go down the line of all these guys that were huge and it seems like wrestling has evolved a lot where the the fans aren't as concerned about these guys looking like action figures as much as you know how they perform, how they perform in the ring can yeah, they can they, they cut a promo can they entertain yep. and it seems like Vince seems like he's just stuck and so but going back to the competition part what competition have they had they haven't had any for a long time and and I may just being might be just nostalgic but the most fun i ever had watching wrestling was back in in the late 90s and stuff with the monday Monday night wars Wars. between you know yeah nitro and raw and it was so much fun so i think aew coming and and pushing them as far as competition is just going to be good for everything um the the fans seem to love it i watched the first pay-per-view over at my buddy dauber's house um and it, it was a lot of fun you know i was a little surprised that um that they called out WWD as <laughs> as much as they did with you know the the whole Triple H smashing of the chair yeah. and the sledgehammer and stuff, but the fans ate it up. And obviously, look if they're if they're trying to you know make it a competition, they had to go right at WWE and they did it in, in a cool fashion. Absolutely. And then at the end, having John Moxley or you know Dean Ambrose come out, I thought was I thought was fantastic. I think they did a good job with that. The matches were really entertaining. Um, they had like that Japanese style women's match, and yeah, if, you know, if you haven't seen any of that, before, not it's really when they different. were when they were announcing them. I'm like, what in the fuck is it? <laughs> Can I say fuck? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I was like, <laughs> cock. I'm like, cock fuck. Like, I'm like, I was like, what in the fuck is this? You know, like this is in- and it turned out to be so entertaining. Yeah, and that's the thing is like wrestling, and and I know we talked about this I think on the last podcast, and I've actually had this discussion with other people who are like, you know, you're a little old for wrestling, aren't you? You know, I'm like, <laughs> fuck no, it's enter- <laughs> it's entertainment. But you know, when we were younger, I'm I'm almost forty, and I remember when I was younger, there being 
legit discussions as to wrestling was real as in you know not not a, a scripted event you know mm-hmm. and once you've been around it and especially you start seeing these indie shows where you're up close or if you get front row seats look you can you know phrase the word real however you want it it might be scripted but it shit is real you know it's incredible athleticism the the writing is that takes talent you know and so there's all these different components um but i was not used to seeing that and it was so much fun i was like this is all it was just a totally different style of wrestling than i'm used to seeing and it was uh it was creative and it was funny and it was entertaining it had that that huge age chick that looked like she was probably way too old to be wrestling <laughs> and i'm like yeah. what is, i forget her name but you know i was like this is awesome and uh i yeah so i think AEW killed it with their with their first pay-per-view um i think the timing of bringing um john moxley dean ambrose whatever in right at the end and the stuff they did which was crazy mm-hmm. i think they started off really well now i think they're gonna have to for any long-term sustainability, I think they're going to have to pull over bigger names and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they keep their product entertaining and they listen to what the fans want, you know, obviously Vince McMahon has built just a giant empire with WWE and nobody can deny that. But it seems like there's, you know, some disconnect with what, you know, the modern day wrestling fans are looking for versus what he did to build his empire. And, you know, you see, you know, you can take that example and toss that at how many different industries, you know, where you have somebody who built, you know, an incredible business or, you know, whatever. And then as times change, they just have a hard time keeping up with it. And they just think that their old business model and what made them successful is going to be able to continue yeah, they think doing it'll last so. forever. That's, and it's just not, you know, but, the, but again, you don't with WWE, there's really not competition. So, or there hasn't been. And so it's like, you know, the fans kind of get what they get. So, uh, yeah. well, like you're saying with that discontent, you can see where NXT is more entertaining and that's run not by vince mcmahon it's yeah. run by yeah. you know, triple it's h, run so by triple h yeah. right. everybody's loving that and how it's done and presented and then they shit on the actual wwe shows. yeah and the, yeah. like i said the the group of guys that i hang out with that are really into it you know from from what i gather basically everybody wants triple h to be actually running the wwe but you know it's vince's uh it's vince's business he built it to what it is today and and he still seems like he wants to you know he wants to run the show and and call the shots you know and it's clear that look i'll I'll go back to the brock lesnar thing that's this shit's so played out it's not even funny you know and he shows up you know like the the, so the guys that i hang out with you know they'll be like they'll be like you know these other guys are putting in you know their work you know day in and day out you know and not getting like the title shots or the paychecks that brock is and i'm like that's cool you know whatever but to me it's it's not even about that you know and obviously you respect the guys for the work that they put in but to me it's just the brock lesnar thing is just drawn out and boring you know He's not, you know, one, he's, you know, he, obviously for his age, you know, he's, you know, early 40s now, I think maybe 41 or 42. For his age, he's in he's in great shape. You know, nobody will deny that. And he's still a huge dude for still his age. Mm-hmm. But when yep. he, he's not, I mean, man, when he came when out he on the scene, out, holy he shit. was massive. He had traps that went from his freaking <laughs> temples <laughs> out to the edge of his shoulders. <laughs> you know, he was significantly more athletic. I yep. think he had a, you know, he was, you know, much more diverse. And now it's literally like okay we're gonna count to 16 with his suplexes he's gonna give three f5s he's gonna drool you know and paul Heyman's <laughs> gonna say his thing and it's gonna be match over it's so stale yeah you know i don't even necessarily have a problem with 
Brock, I guess, as a wrestler, it's just they have. It's just what they're how, having him do. What they're having him know? do is just played out over and over, and the fans don't like it. That's the thing, and it's like, like as a as somebody who's running this, you have to be able to tell the difference between when the fans are booing because you have a heel out there or whatever, and the fans are booing because they legitimately think it sucks. Yeah, they don't like the yeah. product. And look, when somebody, you know, Elias comes out and the people boo him or whatever because he said, you know, picks whatever city you're in, you know, hey, Green Bay, you stink. Boo, screw you. Versus boo, this sucks. Yep. <laughs> you know? Vince, this actually sucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and I feel like you know, people could brew Brock at boo. Say that ten times. <laughs> Boo, Brock. Brock and Vince would be like, be behind the curtain, being, "Oh yeah, yeah this great. is great. This is great. They hate him. This is great." No, they they're you legitimately that, tired of him. So, I don't know. I I, I think uh, you know. I think the next uh, AEW pay per view's got a lot of steam. You know, they said, "Oh, sold out in fifteen minutes." I'm not. Uh, you know, uh, that's. I think you can say whatever. I don't. I you know. I heard some buzz that maybe it was sold out with brokers and stuff like that. Yeah, so sold out. Knows, sold but... out in 15 minutes because you had that many people online buying tickets in 15 minutes, or they allowed brokers to buy tickets in bulk. But in in any regard, it'll be a it'll be a fun event. I'm looking forward to watching it, and uh, I have some friends that are going. A handful of the guys from the the crew that I normally oh, watch. Oh, that's cool. With. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're going to be going down there, and uh, it it should be a lot of fun. But at, you know, at the end of the day, I think competition is good, and I think AEW did a good enough job with uh, their first pay per view to at least you know they had to have shaken WWE a little bit. So yeah, well, see, and I think the to. To kind of get back to a few things that you talked about, one like with AEW, to do what they did the one time, yeah, that's impressive. Now let's see how you do on a weekly television show, and you've got to do this shit every week. Plus, you're going to have Cody and the Bucks wrestling and trying to do storylines. Like from what I heard, those dudes were running around like chickens with their heads cut off before the show and not getting their match together till the last second. I mean, WWE's got. A, a literal army of people exactly. who do production and writing and are are getting the guys and girls what they need and and setting up camera angles and stuff like that. And AEW just doesn't have uh, that infrastructure a, yet. You know, big difference between running you know f- three, four, five pay per views a year and hitting up uh, you know every third month yeah. and having a, a weekly production with uh, a lineup of athletes. That's uh, that's big enough to keep things fresh and uh, you know writers and, and, you know, and, and producers those, and everything. So and you're giving those athletes a lot of freedom to work on the indie scenes and stuff. So now you're going to have problems of guys maybe no showing yeah. and scheduling yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, it's it all sounds really good in theory. I just I'm just wondering yeah. if they're not trying too hard to make it this dream wrestling thing that they're working on and um just to quickly go on the brock lesnar thing um the the guys and i were talking about before where he's the best thing they have but he's also keeping them stuck where they are because i'm sorry i don't buy any of the guys they have beating brock lesnar i mean brock could go out there and beat every single guy in that roster and i would totally believe it and i don't you know, really buy those guys having much of a chance against Brock the way they've done it because they've made guys like Bobby Lashley basically a joke. They've made Braun, Braun Strowman, Strowman pretty much a joke. They're doing nothing with Drew McIntyre. Guys who could legitimately give Brock a run for his money and you could buy it, they're they're a bunch of goofs, you know? Well, the one guy who I will say could beat him, Shane McMahon. Well, Shane McMahon's the best in the <laughs> world. In the world. He's the best in the world. Best in the world. He's, he's all over TV. And and why are they doing that? Okay, so let's 
what's the payoff of having Shane McMahon do all this? Is he ever going to be your world champion? Is he ever going to carry your – is he ever going to put no anybody Vince. over? He doesn't give you any credibility if you beat no. him or if you get like beat Like it's just Vince – I think it's Vince recycling the shit that he did for you. You, you remember in the 90s and stuff, oh, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock and everybody was always punking Vince and he would come out and, oh, the people love it when the manager comes out, you know, and he's, you know, a little bit too old to be doing some of that stuff now or maybe not as believable. So ever since I feel, the headbutt. I feel like he's just recycling the stuff he used to do, except plugging in, plugging in Shane, Shane or stuff. Yeah, for that and it's like, like I said, I think you know you, the WWE business model obviously is very successful, and you're talking about with AEW whether you know they're going to be able to sustain a, a weekly you know promotion. I didn't know that they were letting all their guys still run indie scene, which is going to be tricky. So you know, obviously the WWE has that stuff figured out. It's not it's not a matter of whether the WWE is capable of, you know, running a successful business model and putting out a good product. It's just their their writing and their storylines and from everything I've heard from all the guys who and some of the guys I hang out with are just as yeah. passionate of fans they all say it's like look the wwe has the people in place like you look it's all let there. Let, let triple h run it let Shawn michaels mm-hmm. run it let yep. whatever prince albert was you know the yeah. guy he's because <laughs> i know he's doing training yep. and stuff yep. Yep. Lord, let, let the guys that are you know that are a little bit younger that are a little bit more in tune because like you said nxt is like you know yeah, fans love it, it yeah know? and then, so it's like like let you know have have Vince step back and let some people who you know have their fingers on the pulse so what the fans want a little bit better run stuff and but you know they still have a business model they're still huge they're going to be around but it yeah, would it would it's it a was, billion dollar company you know now. and the other thing and the one big thing you know that I will say in defense of of WWE versus the nineties versus now is they got away with a lot more stuff back oh, then. Did they if ever? you watch Holy the shit. if you watch the old 90s and you know the the, the attitude era, the generation X, they they you wouldn't even be able to put it on. You'd have to have it on cable and you'd have to have uh, you know a rating that is far and above whatever you could, you well, could push as well like what yeah like it would be tvma when could, they were getting their eights and yeah you couldn't you couldn't have you couldn't run it as a family product at all. I mean, yep. you know, even like you think back to the rock like he would he said Poontang Pie on TV <laughs> every week. Every week he said Poontang Pie on TV. You know, and and uh, the people, scroll. you know, he would, you know, he. I think you know, you recall him, you know, calling people gay or lesbian or stuff like well, that. Remember, and, and obviously that sort of stuff in today's, you know, whether it's yeah, right or wrong it. or whatever. You know, I understand both sides of that argument. You can't do it. The generation, the suck it stuff. The generation, it's like <laughs> all the stuff that they pulled off that was highly entertaining, they can't do anymore. So when you get fans like us that, you know, had a chance to watch it, oh, it's not like it used to be. Well, they can't, you yeah, know. The t- the, if, you if, know. You, if you have The Rock on TV now in 2019 saying Poontang Pie and, you know, making sexuality jokes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, Snickers. The, the sponsors gone, are yeah. all, we're not advertising yeah, on your channel. So, you know, it's like they have to, you know, I, I on one side you have to give them credit because they have to find a way to push an edgy product, come up with interesting storylines, you know, still keep it exciting while not, you know, you know, damaging their reputation yeah, and the sponsors that they have PC culture, in the PC yeah. culture that we have here in 2019. And like I said, it was fun to watch, but man, like you can't like the stuff that the rock was saying, like you can't have like little kids no. watching that on TV. It <laughs> might go right over their head and they might not get it anyhow. But a lot of that stuff, you know, stone, even what? like something like stone cold, Steve Austin. I don't know if the last time I've saw somebody on, uh, on network TV, throw the middle finger in the air. Yeah. You well, know? It is oh hell because, yeah. Yeah, you know it is because you, you talk about the about that, but yet you feel like the boundary is being pushed 
further now on TV than it ever has. Like you watch some of the shows on FX, like American Horror Story or whatever. Violence, so violence, you know, and, uh, violence and language, on America, they can get away. Uh, with. Yeah. So the the graphic violence on like you know I've and I've read one of the things about Walking Dead, a show I'm a huge fan of, and we yeah. I know uh, you're a huge fan. Oh yeah, I love The Walking Dead and some oh of those God, shows. But there's been discussions of whether it's just the the violent, the graphic nature of the violence that's on that show is too much for cable tv so you're right there's tv shows that are pushing sexuality and that are pushing violence but you can push sexuality all the way to the edge you can push violence all the way to the edge but neither of those things necessarily have the the politically correct issue that some of the stuff that was really funny to watch in the 90s is you know is uh, you know they were making Generation X is making sexual jokes all the time, and I mean, you just you just can't do that stuff anymore. So it's I think it's I think they're challenged by you know having a harder time putting together uh, you know a, a product that is entertaining and still edgy. And I think today's politically correct environment. Yeah, and it, it it seems like you know before they were a bit for as popular as they were back in you know like we'll say the nineties, early two thousands. I still feel like they flew under the radar. Where now I think they're a nationally recognized global company that, like you said, there are different standards and policies in place they have to adhere to. And I'm glad you brought that point up about having to try to walk that fine line. Because honestly, guys, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I haven't heard anybody bring up the point that he just brought up about they they have to act like, I hate to use the term, a grown-up company. And yet still put on something that's entertaining and walk that fine line. Because, like you said, they're not flying under the radar anymore, and everybody knows that they're out there. Well, it changed in, what, 2001 when they became a publicly owned company, and they when they went on the market and everything, so now they have, don't they have, like, I know Vince is still the be-all, end-all, but... Well, yeah, I mean, it did, but, you know, they're, all of a sudden they've, because, they, you know, they, they were the public company, and they still got away with a lot of stuff, but, you know, now they're trying to have a broader demographic, because you can't have the ECW demographic of a bunch of 18 to 24-year-old testosterone-filled kids who want to see blood and tits. No. Well, you know, yeah. you've got to be able to uh, a big to A everybody. big issue, and I won't say a big issue, I'll probably, probably say the biggest issue that you run into now is social media with Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Look, if somebody was offended by what The Rock said in 1999, what did you do? Are you going to write a letter to WWE? You're going to write a <laughs> letter to USA? You're going to write a letter to Tony Mark Cable saying, you know, The Rock said something sexually suggestive right, to a okay. female who, you know, I mean, you could, you know, and I love The Rock as much as probably way more than a man should love another man, you know, <laughs> not just for the wrestling and the acting. He's just a, he's just a, like the most fucking awesome person, and he's a guy who's taken his celebrity status and used it in as positive a manner as he possibly could. So I, I, when I when I pick on the rock a little bit and obviously he was doing this role by no means whatsoever but you know he would you know there was some sexually suggestive stuff that today's day and age would clearly in in the generation x that would clearly be defined as sexual harassment and what you would have is you would have a, a shit storm on twitter and instagram oh did you see what this person yeah. said like and there would be pressure on the sponsors there would be look at look at yeah. what happens you know i mean tiger woods got like what busted for what cheating on his wife and he was banging some prostitutes and taking some drugs which is his own fucking business you know as far as i'm concerned and all instantly all ends yeah and his sponsors wanted everybody wanted to pull out right away yeah sponsors wanted to pull we can't be associated we can't be associated he didn't break any laws he didn't do anything wrong 
far as I know. I mean, legally, I mean, obviously there's moral objections to what he did and these sponsors are wanting to pull everything. And like, that's the difference now. It's like, what, what were you going to do in, in 2000? Like I said, you're going to write a letter and say, oh, I'm mad. That was no. And they didn't pay attention to it. And you bring up a good point, Quinn, that wrestling it was ah it's just wrestling who cares ah it's just wrestling now it's it's a huge global brand and when you and having legitimate celebrities come out of the wwe most notably the rock i mean john cena's got huge celebrity power right now and big you know, dave yeah <laughs> big dave batista she's the batista <laughs> man and the, so you know the the wwe people just don't like look at it and be like ah it's it's trashy it's wrestling who cares we're not paying attention to it you know you have to pay attention to it and like i said social social media and the ability um you know the ability for people to voice their concerns and put pressure on the sponsors that people are advertising with or the networks the illusion and stuff. of pressure yeah i mean you, know? you can't you just can't you can't sell as edgy of a product anymore and i don't think any of the actual the the, the funny thing about this and it's, I, I shouldn't say funny the people who are actually watching wrestling and the fans of wrestling wouldn't care. They would like that sort of stuff, and they would know that, look, this maybe that was an edgy thing to say, but it's all part of the script. It would be the people outside. You would have people complaining about wrestling that have never, never watched WWE, never will. don't ever want to watch, yep. never will, but saw that John Cena said Poontang Pie or slapped a girl on the butt, and it was without her consent, and, and young men watching wrestling now yep. think they can slap girls on the butt without consent, and this is, you know, we can't have this <laughs> and all this stuff. So, um, you know, for as, as, as much as, like, you know, come in full circle as much as we complain about the product not being as fun as it was in the 90s they just can't do I, they yeah, can't I mean, do it like that anymore think of the difficulty and they would they wouldn't even be able to do it and we're not even talking network tv you know, they could turn it into a, a pay-per-view subscription only and you'd still have the issues with you know people wanting to boycott the company and stuff like that so they they face a lot of different societal issues that they used to never have to run into and uh you know, well, yeah, look at it. you got to look at it this way. Like when we had the stand up comedians on, they said it like you're coming to our show to be entertained. So that's what I'm doing when I'm watching wrestling. I'm just watching it to be entertained. And so if they do something like that, it's like, ah, I'm just going to laugh about it. There's nothing wrong with it. But then, like you said, the non fans yeah. see it and, yeah. oh, that's all the show is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to. I mean, it wasn't that long ago we had we had Vince McMahon telling Trish Stratus to strip down to her bra and panties, crawl around on all four <laughs> legs in the ring, and bark like a dog. Yeah, I mean, that would, that would, yeah, that would. I mean, no, today it would be up again. Yeah, it would be. You know, it would just be this. This. Oh my God, the product was so demeaning to women, and <laughs> and we can't have this. You know what? Yeah, and I mean, and the thing is, like, I look back at some of the, like I'm not like an ultra politically correct person, you know, and and I think you know there's a time and a place for everything but you know i've looked back on some stuff and been like shit that was that was bad you know <laughs> like you know like uh that was that was pretty out there but they were allowed to let it fly and, it, and people talked about it and whatever and it, and it drove up ratings and stuff but like i said the the attitude era and the era of like pushing pushing the boundaries and stuff like that you you just you you'll i don't think you'll ever see it again just because of well, social media and, and people's ability to to just you know, voice their concerns directly. Just like yep, you can, and, and sponsors you can tag, you can tag these huge companies on Twitter, and any Joe Blow can tag Easy. them, <laughs> and they have to. Re- they basically have to reply. Yeah. Like uh, Delta Airlines, Dave. Yeah. Fuck Delta Airlines. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Dave, you had some problems. Dave was shit. tweeting them, live yeah. tweeting. So anyhow, it's t- getting away from wrestling. No, how great Delta. Let's talk about no, and I've I've had great service. I've had great service with the should be sponsored Delta. Ninety nine percent approval rate however however 
My one no. So I just had a. I was flying from Appleton to Minneapolis, then out to Sacramento to uh, to MC and IFBB and NPC uh, Pro Am show. Geez, a lot of initials. Yeah, NPC National Physique Committee, IFBB International Federation of Bodybuilders. Um, but uh, so just a short connecting flight, right? And we're sitting there, and the captain comes out. When the captain comes out and gets on the mic in the boarding area, <sighs> not going to be good. I'm like, All right, our flight's going to be delayed. Well, our, our air conditioning isn't working at full capacity. It's a short forty-minute flight, so it's going to be a little bit warm, you know. And everybody's like, "Oh, he's like our alternative is to get another plane. It's going to be about a six-hour delay." And everybody's kind of like, "Okay, whatever, you know. It's going to be a little warm." And first off, I'm like, just roll down the windows. I'm like, we're a 40 minute flight from Minneapolis and a 30 minute flight, a 40 minute flight rather from Detroit for Delta. So it's not going to take six hours to get a plane. I understand you're not going to be able to have one there in an hour, but maybe two, three at the most. So a, he lied saying it was going to (laughs) be saying it was going to be six hours to set up the, okay, we'll deal with the heat instead of the six hours. Because if he would have said, oh, it's going to be two hours, knowing what we were about to fucking get into. Everybody would have just been like, we'll, we'll wait two hours. I'll just get a rental So it's car. like 80 degrees outside, right? And we get on the plane. The door's open 80. It's, fu- it's fucking warm on the plane, but they've had the door open for God knows how long. And the whole, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes since it landed. <laughs> we get on. They shut the door, and instantly it's like you can feel the temperature rising. We're out on the tarmac for probably 15 or 20 minutes before we yeah, took off. it's not the flight. It's all the Yeah, and the then body. all of a sudden it's yeah. like you're in this tube with no air condition. It's 80 degrees outside. There was, you know, It's a small plane. You know, It's a 40-minute connecting flight. Anybody that's thrown to Appleton to any connecting flight knows these are little puddle jumper planes. You know, Two by two, probably 15 rows. But the temperature like was climbing bad. And uh, I fall asleep easy on planes. I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to sleep this flight. I woke up like 10 minutes later. I'm sweating pretty bad. And we were only like halfway into the flight, like 20 minutes. And you hit that point. For anybody who's ever been in a sauna, you know, like when you hit that point where you're like, I need to get out. You know, you push it. Some people just sit in a sauna to get a good sweat. Some people like to push it. You know, when I'm preparing for a competition, I sit in the sauna just for relaxation and stuff like that. And I'll stretch in a sauna. And I push it pretty hard till I get to the point where I'm like, okay, now I need to step out of the sauna because I know if I'm here for another five or ten minutes or whatever, I'm going to start not feeling well. So <laughs> about halfway through our flight, I hit the – I need to – the, the I need to get out of the fucking sauna point, and I'm sweating. You know, I just have like you know workout pants on, and uh, in a in a light breathable T-shirt, and I am sweating. I took my hat off. My head is sweating, and luckily there wasn't like any really elderly people or really little kids on the plane. <sighs> Imagine that mess. And I'm sweating, and I, it got it got bad. Like by the time we landed, my shirt soaked, my pants, everything is just like I'm just drenched in sweat. Everybody on the plane is just drenched, and. Uh, you know, I, I was like, I won't say like close to passing out, but if we had to go another half hour, or say, I think I probably would. You were just ha- done. I probably would have physically just passed out. Well, if you would have been in competition shape where you got all the water <laughs> yeah, out of you, it would have right? been. Nah, oh, man, man. It would have been, been done. Anybody who was sick at all, you know, like yeah. I said, and if there was somebody elderly, so I got off. Oh, thanks for the flight, and I just shook my head and uh, like, I, I do my best to keep my cool most of the time. I'm pretty outspoken. It's just, Talk Your Instagram too much. video is that different? Yeah, I, but uh, but I lost it, man. I got off and like I was looking at my shirt. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And there was a a family behind me, dad and a mom, and like two little kids. And the little kids, you know, they don't little kids don't sweat like a fat 270 pound no. dude like me. Little kids were sweating. The dad's drenched, and I'm like, they had. I heard them talking at Appleton, like they were going to like Mexico for a vacation, and they had to jump on their next flight like that. You know, uh, at least oh. I had like an hour and a half layover. 
And I was like, this fucking sucks. So we got out into the boarding area. It's a small boarding area. You know, there's probably only, like I said, 40 or 50 people. And I turned to the lady that was working the the gate at Delta. And I don't know if she was the same lady. You know, I don't know if the plane took off from that same gate and landed and came back to the same gate. I don't know how that works. I said, your pilot's a liar. I said, he's going to tell you that the air conditioning is working at roughly 50%. The air conditioning <laughs> isn't working at 50%. It's not working at 5%. It's working at 0%. And then I turned to all the people sitting in the boarding area, and I said, it is legitimately 120 degrees on that plane. I'm not exaggerating. And I was drenched. So people were looking at me. I said, it's legitimately 120 degrees on that plane. It was a 40-minute flight. We just landed. I'm giving the full information. I said, we just came in from Appleton, Wisconsin. It was a 40-minute flight. The pilot came out to our boarding area, lied to us, saying the air conditioning was operating at 50% and that it was going to be a little warm. I said, it is like a sauna in there. Literally, you can see me. I was drenched. I said, my shirt is drenched. I said, if there would have been somebody elderly on our plane and there was a really old lady waiting to get on the plane and a couple little kids, I said, it is, it is a health hazard to operate this plane the way it is. And uh, I said, so I wouldn't recommend getting on the plane. I would demand a new plane before getting on that plane. And I told the lady, I said, if your pilot says, if, pilot, if that pilot comes off that plane and comes out here and says it's going to be a little warm, he is a liar. And I said, you're very lucky that nobody had any sort of adverse health reaction. Because what happens if you know, you know what happens if somebody else you know passes out or what? I was oh, thinking, yeah, I was thinking that, about that. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about and, that on the yeah. way there. I'm like, what if I had passed out and like hit my head or something? They have to have an ambulance come and whatever. And ironically enough, I shouldn't say ironically. It's kind of shitty. Like I heard like four or five people within the next like week or two that had similar situations with short Delta flights where. The, they were like, oh, no, it's going to be really hot. And I'm like, I wonder if they're trying to like cut costs, like fuel costs no, on the air conditioner. Yeah, the AC. <laughs> you think the amount of money that they're going to save versus the potential liability of How many like, times have we seen that? Where these airlines, they try to save like and 10 they do grand some stupid and it costs them yeah, millions. So, no, it was, I've been flying you know, since 2013, flying you know, 20, as many as 30 weekends a year. And uh, I've had, you know, I will say I've had really, I've had better experiences in the past at Delta than the other airlines. Americans always late. United's always got shit that's broke. That was my issue. Americans always late. United's shit is always broke. So, uh, you know, United will put you on three different planes in an hour. (laughs) Oh, this plane's got a broken, I got one plane, it was a broken window. So Delta's, you know, I've had the. (laughs) Just put some duct tape on the window. Get the the flex. No, so I've I've had good experiences with Delta. So this was a a bit, a bit out there, you know, and some (laughs) friends of mine, Sean Ray, you know, Hall of Fame bodybuilder, he's like, just message Delta, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll give you sky miles or whatever. And he's like, he's still like, bro, you're a million miler. They're not, you know, (laughs) because of my work schedule, I've had to go back and forth with Delta and American and United. So I don't have like, you know, I used to be gold status, but it's, but anyhow, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> put me in like rant mode. Just like I derailed the, the, the derailed the He started twitching over here. Yeah, well, we had a whole commentary from Dave when he was on his flight. Like, dude, it's bad again. And- I caught him. Well, they had us on a flight for – this is repetitive, but they had me on a flight for, for an hour and 25 minutes, and then I started tweeting. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the pilot comes on the mic. Well, we uh, – it's come to our attention that we've kept you past regulation. So two options and whatever else. And I was like, <laughs> you guys, you can't be keeping people on here like no, that. No, the thing is, it's air conditioned in the boarding area. You can go grab something to drink, whatever. If you know it's going to be an hour, what? The, I don't yeah, understand why, why airlines do that. Why would you keep somebody sitting in a plane that's going to be hot and uncomfortable for two hours if you know you can't take off? You know, it takes and it doesn't take that long. And and I get like if you deboard a plane and then you let people leave their luggage on the plane. 
like, and then something happens and everybody's got to come back, grab all their stuff. But even like, I would rather have them say, okay, get your shit out of the overhead compartments, take it out. We'll reboard it when, you know, it's time to go, you know, you know, and, but yeah, the, the, I'm look, there's people probably a lot smarter and a lot more, you know, business savvy than me operating the airlines, doing what they do for a reason. <laughs> nope. I don't know. I've seen, I've seen their stock market. Uh, it's hard to, activity. hard to understand, sure. but, uh. No, my yeah. flights back were great. So thank you, Delta, for wonderful, re- wonderful, <laughs> soon to be sponsor. Wonderful, <laughs> my my return flights with Delta were were fantastic. <laughs> you know, they gave me extra. You know, a good transition here is to see how those if uh, Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise would take those flights. Holy shit, that was a Both terrible to segue for the into octagon. an awesome. <laughs> so this, oh, I've had so take much. Take it away, Dave. So my friend Kevin Jordan. Uh, How excited he's Kevin Jordan. He's a professional bodybuilder. <laughs> he's twitching again. Uh, he's he's seriously one of the funniest guys I know, and he's uh, he's. Uh, if you don't follow Kevin Jordan, I think he's the protein poppy on, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not Mexican Wait, or anything. Did you say protein? Protein poppy. poppy. He's called the poppy. And that's um, like Eddie Guerrero. I'm your poppy. Kevin, yes. even if, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah, of. even if you're not like. Oh, I was thinking even, poppy field. You know, P A P I poppy. If you're not into bodybuilding whatsoever, uh, Kevin Jordan is still a hilarious guy to follow. Um, but I didn't even know there was a, I didn't even know there was a, was this was a thing. And Kevin started posting about apparently Justin Bieber said he wanted to fight Tom Cruise, and uh, Kevin, my friend Kevin, is adamant that Bieber will just wax. Tom Cruise. Seriously? <laughs> well, yeah, all right. Let me let me just let me yeah, right. That was Bieber, my that was my thought. Okay. Apparently, oh, hey, apparently hey, hey. Bieber has let's, had Let's hear him let's all. Hear Kevin's, let's hear like, him all. I love Kevin. I'll give him his uh <laughs> Apparently, Bieber has had some legitimate Brazilian jiu-jitsu training, okay? Legitimate Brazilian jiu-jitsu training with legitimate fighters, which is awesome, okay? It's fantastic. Um, the thing that, you know, the discussion that's happened is like being really good at Brazilian jiu-jitsu by itself without, uh, you know, like all the MMA fighters, obviously very good at Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's a huge component in, uh, in mixed like martial 90% arts. 90% of them do. Right. You have to Brazilian. be very skilled in Brazilian jiu-jitsu or, or, or some form of, you know, similar martial art where you can, you know, you can ground fight and whatever. But um, the thing about Brazilian jiu-jitsu is if you've ever seen like Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, competitions or tournaments or whatever they call them, where it's just Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's there's not it's it's not an aggressive like violent uh, you know competition like a mixed martial arts fight would be. Yeah, you know. So when you watch Brazilian jiu-jitsu competitions, obviously they're incredibly skilled athletes. I have friends that do it. It's you know it's I have nothing but respect for the skill and the endurance that it takes. But it's not a it's not a fight. You know, so to have somebody trained just in Brazilian jiu-jitsu without any sort of striking ability, it's like whatever. Or to have somebody trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu without any other. There's a video on the internet if you look up Brazilian jiu-jitsu versus wrestler, it's hilarious. So, and I, I don't know the skill. <laughs> I think levels. I know which one you're talking. It about. looks like there's a pretty big skill gap between the guy like you look have a very accomplished wrestler and the brazilian jiu-jitsu guy just like that's it looks like that's all he knew was brazilian jiu-jitsu because he kept like trying to get this guy to come to the ground and the wrestler would just like stand there and wait for him to get up and (laughs) he like he wanted the guy to get into his guard real bad and the wrestler was like no and he started like slamming him and shit it was it was embarrassing but so kind of like the argument against kevin is that Tom Cruise can like fight fight 
Kevin's counter argument is no, he can't fight. He doesn't get in real fights. He trains for fights for all of his movies. My counter argument to that is one, he does his own stunts, which doesn't mean he's necessarily hitting people or getting hit. But training for martial like what is training for like martial arts like karate or boxing or whatever the majority of it is just the motions the skill all that stuff like training to be training to be a boxer obviously at some point you have to get in the ring and punch somebody in the face totally different to fucking win Mm -hmm. but the training is going through the motions and all that and if you watch tom cruise in his movies even if it's all scripted you know look he might not be able to take a punch and he gets hit in the face once and he's like whatever you know not those teeth but no way not not this face But the thing smile. is, he's he's obviously had intensive fighting in martial arts, at least choreography training for his movies, his Mission Impossible movies, yeah, his Jack Reacher movies. He's, you know what, look, you can't fake, like, look, you can fake, like, contact and getting knocked out, but, like, you, you he, the guy knows how to throw a punch. He knows how to kick. He knows how to, at, you know, at least Some choreograph stuff. Probably, yeah. So if Justin Bieber, all he can do is Brazilian jiu-jitsu and nothing else, and you know maybe Tom can't do any Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know if that's all Bieber knows how to do, he's going to get his ass kicked. So I think legit. God, are we really having this fucking we conversation? Are. We are. Just Dave. Like, yeah, just like hit me we where are. I'm like Bieber's going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Send his but, ass back up. So to anyhow, Canada. Kevin Jordan, that's my discussion. I don't. I don't. Unless Bieber has had other. Uh, martial arts training outside of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you're never going to sell me on somebody who just knows Brazilian jiu-jitsu being able to win a fight based just on that. Now, Kevin will come back and say, Hoist Gracie, the original UFC fights, right? Dude just was Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but it was... And he knew how to fight too. Yeah, but nobody else and was. The, the other guys, the it, other man. guys never. Nope. Did, the other guys didn't even know what it was at the exactly. time. Exactly. And here's the thing: if you, you know, you give, you, know, you give him a couple months to train or whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't think Bieber stands a chance versus Tom Cruise. I don't. Well, I, I don't think the age gap is any difference because Tom is just as strong. The age gap doesn't count for shit. Well, no, yeah. Throw that. Tom's going to be. Tom's going to be just as strong and have just as much endurance as Justin Bieber is, if if not more. So the age gap means nothing. Um, like I said, have Bieber, you done the tail of the tape? Yeah, actually, I posted it on Kevin's wall. <laughs> we did the tail of the tape. But uh, I don't know. I, I told Kevin we could lay down a gentleman's bet. But I look, I, I the overwhelming majority of people, I think, are on the same side as me, thinking that uh, Tom Cruise is gonna is gonna smoke Bieber. Dana White apparently is is entertaining this. Um, yeah, he's seeing dollars. He's enter- oh my oh, god! Christ. Look, you They're will you will literally so fast. There will never be a bigger pay per view. I'll call it right now. We're not talking. <laughs> We're not talking Mike Lead Tyson versus Evander Holyfield. We're not talking Conor McGregor versus Floyd, Wade, Floyd Mayweather. There will never be a bigger pay-per-view anywhere ever than Bieber versus Tom Cruise. Oh, the you know why? Because they're going to line it up with it. If, if they did it, this is a gigantic fucking if. And they should because, <laughs> I mean, look at the payday Bieber. What did what did Conor McGregor and get, what, $100 million for his fight against May, yeah. Mayweather? Yeah, and he didn't even okay. make as much as Mayweather. Right. So Tom Cruise, who's you know still making $30 million a movie and doesn't need to fight, that's a lot of money still. And I guarantee they could get probably $100 million paychecks for Bieber and Cruise. So huge paychecks. Easily. They're going to line up one of the biggest pay-per-view cards leading up to it ever. Yeah. 
So everybody's going to want to be on it. So I, am I saying that Tom Cruise versus Bieber and just like a one? Look, you're going to pay for you're going to just you know what? Just go with this for a minute. If no, that's, no, I'm just laughing just at the thought that, of, that I'm of, just of actually Cruise entertaining and having a normal discussion about this. So if they had a pay per view where it was just those two on the card, could it? Probably not, but you know they would build up because people would be like, I'm not paying for that shit. I'll watch it on YouTube tomorrow. But if they had a UFC card that had some good fighters on there and then Bieber and Cruz, it would be (laughs) the highest grossing pay-per-view anything of all time ever. And then... After that, every like old celebrity would start challenging people. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're gonna get, you're gonna get all these guys that are broke. Like MC Hammer is gonna oh, come yeah. out. Well, like, like shit, I'm gonna fight Jose Canseco. <laughs> MC Hammer versus well, it, Canseco. Well, because Fox for the longest while had the celebrity boxing. Now you're just taking it to the next level yeah. with yeah. A-listers. Did, did they have uh, Mitt Romney take on Evander Holyfield? <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, I think I actually what? saw that for yeah. real. It, but, but it was like a big joker. It better be a big joke. Yeah, Holyfield's had, old, but he. I think, you were wa- yeah. I think you were watching Celebrity Deathmatch no, on MTV. I mean, TV. You'll claimation Celebrity oh, Deathmatch. What a tremendous After show. After we wrap this up, we'll go in the Bad Medicine Theater and we'll bring it up on the YouTube. And we'll watch hey, it on which the big one is screen. that sponsored by? <laughs> big screen. Yeah. I just don't see Sponsored Bieber. by IMAX. I don't see Bieber taking a punch or a kick from Tom. I feel, I feel like a dude is going to break in half. He's 110 pounds. At best. He's, he's skinny, yeah. I mean, granted, if you give the guy six months, a lot can happen. Yeah. Look at Bieber all gassed up. <laughs> he'll roll into the ring looking like, like Scott uh, Steiner. He'll roll into the ring looking like Brad Pitt from Enjoy Fight Club, Fight you know, yeah. all jacked up. You know, that's, and that, I suppose that is the question mark. I had no mark. idea if what they, my trainer was giving me. You know, the thing is, is that all I was drinking was protein shakes. The thing is, is that if they did line up a fight, they would probably have a good five, six, eight months to train for it, which could make things interesting. I don't know? think Justin Bieber has the discipline or the work ethic of Tom Cruise. You don't know him. You don't know You don't know You don't know him. Tom Cruise is badass. The dude does That's his own stunts. He's already getting hurt to have that because he doesn't ethic. want – look, you can – especially now with – you know. Everything being digital and you can pause and like roll through it like frame by frame. There's the rock and there's his cousin and there's the rock. <laughs> you know, but uh you know, Cruz does his own stunt hey, to make sure big he broke his ankle on the last big, mission. Big question then for you, Dave. Yeah. Bieber versus Patrick. Who wins? Bieber versus Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Jesus, get the fuck out of here. What is he wrestling a corpse? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Uh, EC. EC. Hey, to the soon. record. Too oh, soon. sorry. To the record, I'm wearing a Patrick Swayze shirt. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't That's think he, uh, that. me and Diamond that Dave can hold him back if he yeah. decides to unload on you for insulting Patrick. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I, mean, I got a guitar over there I can hit him with, but no. I don't think that's And in local him. news, police officers were called to the <laughs> Domestic BF <disturbing>. Goodrich WGNR <laughs> Studios, the 13th oh. floor, to uh, for a... For a he was insulting call. Swayze. He's got the cuffs around his <laughs> back. Officers, officers, no, Swayze beats up. But anyhow, he yeah. He made a so Swayze joke. God damn it! It's it's been a fun discussion to have. You know, I think any other, I think any other musician, other than Bieber, and this this whole discussion just gets tossed uh, to the to the curb. 
But uh, Tom Cruise versus Bieber, I'm like, you guys saw Tom jump on Oprah's couch. You don't fuck with that. You don't <laughs> fuck with that, that kind of crazy. He just fucking you know? goes crazy. Hey, yeah. And he's a Scientologist. He knows he's got to pay off that money to the church. Yeah. Otherwise, he's going to be scrubbing. Uh, he's going to be scrubbing bathrooms with a toothbrush. You've seen HBO going clear. That's no joke. Oh, such so, yeah. a tremendous I hope, documentary. I, uh, I, I think you know. Strangely enough, uh, like I, I don't think obviously it'll happen, but I wouldn't be shocked. Just for the just the ridiculous amount of money that it could draw, if like it did happen, or even you could have a fight and like look say hey they're going to donate, you know a hundred million dollars to to some kind of charity you it's know Scientology you church. It's funny yeah. you say that, Dave, because uh, reports are Tom Cruise is very interested in it. Well, it's a I mean it, like look however all, true that is all the stupid bullshit joking aside. Okay, look how long Tom Cruise has to shoot movies. The 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 the, the, the it, huge yeah. and Tom I think is you know it's between twenty and thirty million a movie I mean that's what it was a handful of years ago, but in in the shit that he's got to do just months of and I you know the the from what I understand I've never <clears throat> been in any major promotion movie films on the <laughs> Paramount the, in the in the theaters I thought you but started I pumping the, iron uh, the the scheduling is just grueling because they have tight tight schedules and there's certain shit that shuts stuff down and when it does you know when the sun comes up you go I guess it's pretty pretty crazy so if he could stand to make in uh, you know three movies what would take him a year and a half or two years to produce if he could make that amount of money night, or basically. more in in one night you know and and get to do some training along the way and, Which he's probably doing anyway. Let's be honest. I mean, he's staying in shape. Yeah, movies. and he's not going. Look, you're not going to get like he's not going to get any more beat up in a in a fight with Bieber than he is. You know, <laughs> I don't even think Bieber would touch him. I think he would. Bieber's going to be like Bieber's going to be Bieber's going to be like the dude in the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu video, but <laughs> where he just lays on his back waiting for. Tr- okay, now I'm going to get you in my guard. But again, he would have Bieber would have you know at least a handful of months to learn how to punch. Well, we were kind of talking too. We don't think uh, Tom's uh, insurance people. Would even allow him near a ring? Uh, yeah, there would probably be some pretty huge. You know, if 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 uh, if Tom was on, you know, I Tom like we're best friends. <laughs> if, well, Tom, you, uh, if Tommy like, was you know, uh, like Tom, no, like you he, know, if he him, has you know. movie, if he has movie contracts and stuff like that, and shooting schedules and stuff like that, they would probably say absolutely not. They would say, you know what, if if something were to happen where you were to tear an ACL or something like that, and it would push shooting back, whatever. Then again, Tom could come back and be like, "Fuck you! They're going to pay me a hundred million dollars. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I want. You know." But it, there's so many. Are we really having? We're still, we're, we're still this. having this, this conversation. <laughs> You're everybody this is what go. everybody wants Anyhow, to hear. So, yeah, so I think uh, I'm going with Cruz over Bieber in the first round. For, would you buy the pay-per-view? Easily first round. Would I buy the pay-per-view? Yeah. Fuck yes, I would. Exactly. So would I. Easily first round. And Tom Cruise all Everybody the way. would. I'd be over at your house to watch it. <laughs> people who have never watched. Andrew, give me the password. People who have never watched an MMA fight in their life would be like, <laughs> exactly. Cruz versus Bieber? Yeah, all right. I'll pay Some, for that. Yeah. They, yeah. they have and to make sure they show the rules of how a fight works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're so hit him with a t- fucking chair. No, 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 poking him in the eye, Tom. <laughs> Is so, a cage a weapon? Uh, just, <laughs> just think about all the moms that love Bieber that know Tom Cruise from growing up back in the day. Just think they're going to be chill. Oh, how wet they, they, they would torn. get. Fucking moms get. Speaking of fucking crazy moms. Dude, I'll tell you what. I was at that fucking... I know we wanted to... You just fucking talked about that Brett Michaels concert. You want to talk about crazy yes. fucking moms. I'll tell you what. You guys know... So I went to this Brett Michaels Warrant Lita Ford concert, right? 
fucking awesome. Dude, I, I love my I 80s music. It doesn't get any better it than did. that. I don't see why the fuck they're laughing. Yeah. I think no, it's great. It, it, it does get better. He was, no, he was how he got all worked up. Yeah, he, yeah, was, he, he was twitching. We've been getting him to twitch the last like three questions. It does get better. It would be cool to have a full poison band. But, you know, Brett puts on an awesome show, so still awesome. So, and and for you guys listening out there, I I do have a point of going from Crazy Moms into Brett Michaels, so just play, follow along. Bear with us. So, uh, so for uh, for this concert, a uh, buddy of mine gets his tickets and stuff, and he's like, oh, you know, I know the security people, they're going to get us in early. Uh, I'm like, cool, you know, we get our seats, and I'm like, you know, all right, cool. You know, I'm like, look, I didn't pay much attention to it. And he comes up and, you know, big line of people like to get in, you know, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. There's that many people like lined up before the doors open, you know, like a couple hours before the show, like three hours before the show. And I'm yeah, like, we're not talking about like, why the fuck are we, you know, why are we, you know, why are we here this early? I thought we were just going to go over whatever. He's like, oh, it's open floor. I'm like, it's open floor. I'm like, I don't even think they had concerts at open floor. So it was at the, the Brown County Arena, which was the last show ever there. They're tearing oh. it down. So it's not, like, as big as most, like, indoor arenas, but it was still, I don't know. I think it's, it's still, still sizable. I think yeah. 7,000 people yeah. or something like that. So it's a decent arena. They always used to have open floor concerts there. And my brother went to see Kiss and crew there in the late 80s and early 90s and stuff. But it was open floor. And so we got in right away before everybody else. His, he was friends with the security people. And uh, hopefully I don't get him in trouble for saying all this shit. So he's friends with his oh, security. Just don't state his name. Anybody. Yeah, don't name so uh, he got us in. So we walk in ahead of everybody in line, and we get right up next to the stage, right? And so we're right on the stage. You know, it wasn't the, yeah, it was only a group of like 25 of us. So we're right up against the stage shortly after they let everybody else come in. Now, the, the open floor seating area was half of the floor. So figure the floor of a Jesus, of that's a pretty good size. Of, figure the floor Shit. of a, an arena, you know, like if you've been to like a basketball game or any anybody who's been to a concert knows, you know, an indoor concert what the floor section looks like. Half of the floor was about oh, about half of the floor was open, you know, open just open seating. Just open. No seats. Once that filled in, only the first half of that section actually had people in it because everybody piled up against each other. Now, I'm sure they had some sort of this is how many square feet this particular section is and this is how many tickets we can allow, but everybody fucking piled in. And as the show went on, like later and later in the night, <laughs> there was old fucking white women fighting and scratching and getting into fucking skirmishes. Security had to kick people out and shit. I mean, it was cool. It was funny to watch. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Like, holy fuck. You know, people were pushing. Look at Granny stuff. go. It was crazy. You know, we got there in a couple hours early. So, I, you know, like I had to go to the bathroom and stuff. You know, we had a couple of drinks before we go, and to get to the bathroom and to get back, hey, where the fuck are you going? Like, uh, we're just going back to our spot. Sure, you are. You know, dick. You know, and I had like <laughs> my friends talk to save spots way. next to the stage. You know, and like, you know, I'm got a tighter T-shirt on, like I always fucking do. You know, I'm a bigger guy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. So I, like, had an okay time, like, squeezing through the crowd, you know, because, you know, it was it's a Brett Michaels concert. It's all mostly, like, older people. So, <laughs> you know, it wasn't any, like, drunk 21-year-olds who were like, I don't fucking care how big you are, you know. Just, it was like, fooling nobody you know, like you get, you, you, know, you get your older people like, oh, all right, you know, and they let me through, you Popcorn know. Popcorn muscles. And, of course, like, I'm going out and, like, all these old 
80s chicks, you know, are giving me dirty looks. So I flirt with them a little bit, you know. Oh. And then they're like, well, when you come, when you make your way back, then they just let you through. They don't give you dirty I'm looks. Surprised you so. got through without like a massive amount of groping for <laughs> these women. Yeah, it was a little bit strategic, strategic, strategic flirting. You know, like oh, oh it's a little tight squeeze here. Oh, I'm good hanging out here for a few minutes. If you are, oh hey, like. And on the way back, do like, I need it's to you, you again? Yeah, you make exactly. you're, you're like you pump. Like, but man, oh, I'm I need telling to go you, later way. on, as the and it got progressively worse. You know, from like people were pretty chill during Lita Ford. You know, because the old like you know '80s moms weren't like all like we love you, Lita. You know, and there was a couple like holy fuck, there was some <laughs> there was some creepy like dudes there watching Lita Ford though. There was this one dude who Andrew? had a Lita, hey, come on. had a Lita Ford, and don't get me wrong, I love Lita Ford. You know, but uh, yeah, there was some creepiness. But you know, Warren gets up there. You know, these ladies oh, are still drinking. Pie. You know, all of the feelings from the '80s. You know, all, uh, coming, you back. Know, all coming back. And by the time Brett Michaels at the stage, these bitches are drunk as shit. <laughs> you know, and they're fighting and stuff. There was a guy that was with our group. This girl's like trying to push her way to the stage, right? Like she's trying to kept trying to push her way up to the stage, and finally he turned around and it's just. Like didn't like forearm shiver her, but kind of just put his arm up and it's like just 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 chill, you know. And she did the same thing every drunk middle aged white woman does. Anytime somebody like Don't touches touch them, me. Don't fucking touch me. Don't touch me. You're a man. You can never put your hands on a woman. Like, whoa, he he didn't really he was just trying to stop you from pushing him and she starts bishing. So he pushes her back and she fucking bit his hand. Just, <laughs> just bites him. Just lean forward. Like a like a fucking dog. Just, just bites his hand. And he's pulling his hand back and she's latched on. And I'm just like, it was like, holy shit, she bit him, you know? And as soon and she, he got his hand free, you know, and his reaction was to fist up and just pop her. And I was like, ooh, we punched her in the face. You know, and normally I'm not for, you know, men punching women in the face, but fucking getting bit is gross. Yeah. You know? I was like, now- I'd rather be punched ten times than get bit. And yeah. I've been bit a few times bouncing, and it sucks. But she she bit him, like, hard. Not even, like, bite, like, get off of me. Like, Nip. she latched on. And he was trying to pull like his hand away. bite. Yeah. And then he punched her. Does, does and they have- both got they both got dragged out and stuff. But man, I tell you what, it was uh, you know you talk to like old older people that were at those open floor concerts, like oh it was so much more fun, you know. And at a rock concert, like it's I've been to some concerts where it's like seats and stuff, and it's a little weird because everybody's in perfect lines and you can't like you know the energy yeah, just isn't quite there. Hands and- but it's like shit. It's like these are all like. And, you know, it was, it was weird because I looked at it from two different angles. Like, I'm like, you know what? This might have almost been a better environment with 21-year-olds who were just there to watch a concert and enjoy themselves than a bunch of chicks that, like, have been in love with Brett Michaels for 30 years. And they're like, <laughs> you know, they're close enough to the stage where maybe they might be able to touch him. You know, the girls like that right were there. fucking, like, in the seats further back. None of them were... Like fighting, it was those girls like up close enough, and it was just it's fucking hilarious, man. These old, I tell you what, and, and I've said this before on my social media. There's nobody bitchier than crazy than middle aged white women. <laughs> middle aged white women, they are angry because their marriage sucks. Their kids are bothering them. They have bad haircuts, 
Uh, middle age. Nobody thinks they're hot anymore, so no, they don't pay any attention no, the, to them. And the middle aged white women are some of the. You know, and they go to a concert. Oh, Brett's gonna whistle at me, or so, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> you know, oh, Brett. Well, but hey. yeah, some of these. And I, this is everywhere. You go. To the worst person that you want to run into at like a grocery store on a bad day is a middle aged white woman with a coupon that expired two days ago. <laughs> you get not. you get like an old like seventy year old white woman. Oh, your coupon's expired. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. You know that's okay. Whatever. You get a young person. Hey, your coupon. Ah, fuck. You know, shit. Well, so I, so I was whatever. Hoping you'd let you get, get a 43 year old white woman with three kids waiting out in the minivan, and the, somebody tells them your coupon's expired. I don't, I, you can't. Are you serious? Two days? You can't use this? <laughs> they don't, she didn't give a shit if there's 50 people. I want, you know, I want to speak with your manager. I want to speak right now. <laughs> I have right now. Day. Just fucking scan it already. Just, you, you, can't, you can't over No, I'm telling you. <laughs> and then, then the fuck, just, then this, this story got even better. So Brett Michaels, fucking awesome, and he's got this um, child uh, children's diabetes um, foundation. And after every concert, he auctions off like a bunch of shit, and they raise thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, he'll auction off. He wears like two different like his Brett Michaels cowboy hats during the uh, the concert. He's got like ribbons. He's got acoustic guitars that he plays every rose has its thorn with. And if you're a big Poison fan, to have a signed Brett Michaels guitar <sighs> that he played for every rose has its thorn. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, that's highly collectible. And so he auctions this stuff off and he donates all the proceeds to uh, to this uh, Children's Diabetes Foundation that he started. Brett's a, a diabetic and, you know, so he's, he's you know, mm-hmm. st- feels strongly about trying to, trying to help out people who are in the same situation. And they're auctioning this shit off. Like, it was a guitar, right? An acoustic guitar. And this thing's up to, like, $2,000, right? Wow. And it got up pretty high. That's you know, pretty which, good. If it's you know, collectible, Brett Michaels, whatever, autograph. It's up to like $2,000. An autographed Brett Michaels guitar that he played. Look, this isn't just an auto. This, he played this guitar at the right concert. Right in front of you. And, uh, <laughs> and it's up to like $2,000. And this chick in the front row <laughs> that was probably pretty hot in like 87. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm not going to bullshit. She... Over and over and over was whipping her tits out. <laughs> like, give me the guitar. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, lady. I'm like, A, 30 years ago, <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> no, when you know. When they were still looking up. I mean, like, let's, in, in all fairness to her, still attractive, just probably Brett's type 30 years ago, right? <laughs> and Brett's not even, he's not, he doesn't, he's not on stage when they're auctioning all this shit off because then the people go crazy and want like pictures with him and stuff. They so his people, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So his band does it. Um, but she kept doing it over and over. It's like one thing like, hey, my boobs, give me the guitar. Like, no, the, the other person just $2,000 to a, a children's diabetes foundation. You're not going to whip out, <laughs> your, you're not going to whip out like your, you know, 44 triple F's, you know, <laughs> and fucking, yeah, it was, well, I was going to take this $2,000, but and just, you, you, what do you, what do you think he's going to do? And now, now mind you back to our social media discussion, Instagram, Twitter, people got their phones out and shit like that. Do you think his band member is going to be like, ah, sorry, $2,000, uh, <laughs> for know. childhood diabetes guy. I'm going to give this guitar to the old lady with her tits out <laughs> Uh, in front of you know hundreds and hundreds of people that are still up there for the auction, it was like, holy shit! No, could, could you imagine just the next day, like one of her kids is like on Twitter, God damn it, mom! What God, the Jesus fuck? Christ. 
Well, no, your tits yeah, are was, all uh, over crazy, Twitter. Uh, you know, oh, shut up, brat. <laughs> middle-aged, middle-aged white women. They, uh, they, they, they're crazy, man. I'm sure the drummer got her after the show. The drummers, <laughs> the, the drummers always do. Yeah, that's their the job. The drummers after the show. <laughs> well, I can't have Brett, so yeah. uh, but uh, I can I say I got plowed uh, by one member. Some of, of that poison. auction stuff is crazy, though. I was at one uh, a couple of months ago for uh, Alice Cooper does one every year uh, out in Arizona, and I was out there with a buddy of mine, and they were auctioning off stuff and getting like it's like fifty grand. For holy stuff shit. that people were throwing down for this, and I was like, "Holy shit, where's?" Yeah, it depends on from? you know if nuts. they would. Uh, I think if they did the same thing after a poison con, because you know even for I'm a huge poison fan, uh, still a big Brett Michaels fan, but there's just there's just more value to you know the poison stuff or even anything that he played at like a poison concert. Absolutely. You know, like if you had you know one of CC's guitars signed by the whole band or something like that, I think it would probably get a lot more money. But you know, he's getting ten grand for in in a matter of you know twenty minutes, he's yeah, getting five ten grand for this children's diabetes uh, foundation. So it it's pretty awesome that he does that. You know. And uh, it was pretty cool, but it's it's funny and it's it's sad that sometimes it turns into like this, <laughs> giant, this giant shit show. Like, wait a no, you know, hey, alcohol had nothing Brad! to do with it. Yeah, no, there's this screaming. You know, and I had all these old women behind me like pulling on me. You know, he'd come, you know, reach his hand down to give people high fives, and it's like, <laughs> look, if you're gonna be willing to fight somebody to have a celebrity like touch your hand. That's I don't know maybe that's maybe that's, maybe you can call that dedication I don't know that's well it's crazy. okay she only named her first three kids Brad <laughs> well you know this and the other be, one Michael the should be sponsor Jim Beam probably had a lot to do with that yeah that they served that of, to Brown County I don't know thank you Jim Beam probably, for energy probably a whole lot more like Ham's Natural Light <laughs> but Natterdays oh, gallons of it yeah, yeah crazy <laughs> oh like we did at the Resch Center for Dave's bachelor party oh, crazy old party white women. One. Good times. Gotta love them. What you got, Quinn? Well, uh, seeing as how we're talking about uh, the crazy middle-aged white women, I see we have up on the board of truth. Uh, Well, boy, we we could go two ways here. Could we go with the board of truth talking about uh, Andrew having the steal in our draft for uh, starting our own federations using current WWE stars when, Dave, you and I both laughed at him? Do we want to cover that briefly? Mm -hmm. I still have yet to see numbers to see if it's true. So, Oh, you haven't oh. seen numbers yet? I thought you said it was. <laughs> no, that's the, that was the headline. I didn't okay. click on well, it. Well, to recap for the audience, we had a draft uh, to build a federation with some unused talent in the WWE. Dave and, I, Dave and I both had our picks. Andrew ran through his. He was down to his last draft pick. And you know what? He picked our truth. The Tom Brady of the draft. Dave and I just laughed at him. Dave's like, you know he's 50, right? And 50 I, years young. And I just couldn't believe it. But as it turns out, he's with the, the 24-7 out, belt. Yeah, he's the most sought-out uh, superstar right now and getting all the ratings and whatnot. Yep, so getting all the publicity. The, so uh, The dude is just money. And it goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, new product, you know, new characters. People are still invested in two characters. And I guess they still want to see it. You know, well, and, and, our and, truth. Our <laughs> truth has just always been entertaining no matter where he's been or what he's doing. I mean, I, little Jimmy, he had an imaginary little child. How, I mean, and everybody loved him. He started smoking. And he was like, I just don't Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Uh, I just don't know if these storylines are meant for us anymore. I think that's what it's coming We're down to. We're turning to the old man on the freaking porch. I, yeah. <laughs> 
we're, all, we're all turning into our should-be sponsor, Jim Cornette. Hey, Dave, where's your Jim Cornette shirt? So Me and Andrew have one. one. I'm so glad I'm not wearing one. Oh, we also fuck got Dave. Our, it works for you, Diesel, too. Dominic Toretto crosses Jesus, on, too. That's actually in the you. car. Yeah, did you oh, guys show Dave your necklace? Yeah. That I mean, one's actually, I think, in the this car. This is uh, Dom's from Fast and the Furious. I didn't get one of those. What the fuck? Andrew went might after have one of the your car. Your middle-aged <laughs> white woman. <laughs> your, third, your third time on the show, we'll present you with one. Good, good. We'll see how the ratings do. Can't wait to come If we get higher in the U.K., you got one on the way. Good, good. Hey, you know what we should have for a new sponsor is Dave's favorite shoe. My New Balance shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was such you were a Nike guy. I what am. An, I am a Nike guy. Like go back to like Prefontaine and the original Nike. Yeah, give us oh, a little Prefontaine. Can you give us a quick uh, background on why you're so intrigued by? <laughs> Holy shit! It's 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 God! It's such a stupid story. So like three, two or well, three. We talked about Bieber two, versus Cruz. Right? Yeah. yeah. I suppose nothing stupid. <laughs> yeah. No so kidding. So two or three summers ago, I'm I'm at a um, a ball game. My my nephew's little league game in the summer, and uh, I saw a meme on Facebook, right? And uh, I saw the meme earlier on that day, and it was a picture of the white New Balances with tube socks, and it said like Randy fifty two girls a, <laughs> girls a mean burger likes to say rest up. We've got a big day ahead of us, and I forget exactly what the meme is. If you look at New Balance meme, and it was fun. Like I didn't think anything of the meme. It was funny. You get it. Like it's just a stupid meme. And I'm at the Little League game later that day, and sure as shit, I'm not fucking making this up. My dad, my stepdad, my brother, who is not even that old, <laughs> and his father-in-law, four for four. <laughs> now, not all of them had new, but like in the interest of full disclosure, some of, some of them, I think my brother and my dad had the uh, the Nike Air Monarchs on, which for those of you not on. familiar... They are all white leather with the navy blue uh, swoosh, and I was—I almost fucking just died. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! And I'm like, this meme is true. And so I had them all put their shoes together and like took a picture. And I'm like, I saw this meme today, and this is like, however many hours later, and it's like people like like were laughing their asses off. But then like as soon, it's one of those things that you can't unsee. Okay, so for you people listening, what and, and listen, it's not all New Balances. This is what like I I, I get really pissed off, and I have to act like I'm not because it's, <laughs> it's such a fucking insignificant thing for me to get mad about. But I get pissed off because people like post like a picture of, like New Balance like running shoes, like some gray running. I'm like, no, you don't fucking even get the meme, you <laughs> meme inept idiot. You know, it's not the joke isn't about the brand New Balance. The joke is about that every dad between the ages of 40 and 67 in America has the same all white leather shoes with some sort of navy blue logo. It doesn't matter if they're Nike Air Monarchs or the New Balances. Fila has the all white. (laughs) Skecher has them. All white leather with the navy blue logo. Every dad has them. You know, and some of them are fresh as fuck. <laughs> just clean. Gleaming some dads, white. some dads keep those things gleaming white, and most dads have like four or five pair. You know, like some are like for mowing the lawn, some are for you know walks with the dog, some are for you know Sunday brunch after church. Classic you know, styling, Dave. They never go out no, of style. My dad, yeah, I swear to God, exactly. my dad's got like four. They go pair with in his, everything. My dad's got like four pair in his garage at different. <laughs> Different you know stages of wear. <laughs> I was just going to say, is it the one where it's the pure green where they just yeah, did from a yeah, yeah. From and so the like, so like steps. two weeks later, I had to go out to uh, 
God, where was I heading out to? I think Vegas for work or some shit. Yeah, I think because I think it was in July. I think I was headed out to Vegas for the USA's, and I had like a three-hour layover in Minneapolis. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to have some fun. And I just walked around, and I got like 16 pictures. I created a collage <laughs> of all the New Balance. And people, you know, people just had like dumb fun with it. And like I said, this was two or three years ago. But once once you notice it and you start looking around, they're they're everywhere. And I, from my understanding, I don't own any. Um, they're very wide-fitting shoes, and they're very cushiony and comfortable. And because they're all white leather, they're highly durable. Which is awesome. I don't like like I have a handful of like Jordans and stuff. Like I, I don't know why I I, I went through a phase where I I bought like a bunch. New I went Jordan's through a phase dude. where I bought a bunch of Jordans. Like I wanted Jordans when I was a Next kid, sponsor. real bad. Yeah. And like we grew up. Like yeah, look, I grew up just yeah. like modest. Jordans, you know, in so. our age group, Jordans were the biggest thing. Yeah, if to you have. had Jordans, it was like yeah. Oh, and my fa- look, my family, my well. I'm just a normal middle class family, you know. And now looking back, like if if I was my parents. I went to fucking paid for to get me Jordans, no, and then when I was in high school, it's like I had my own money. I I wore a pair of uh, Jordan Twelves, the original Twelves, my still my favorite Jordans to my prom, but they were my buddies that I borrowed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were like a half size too small. They you didn't thought fit that was going to put them over they the edge didn't with fit, the lady. It, it, it <laughs> His did. feet were curled. His <laughs> no, toes no, were curled by she the was, end of the night. She was my girlfriend, but it's. Fuck, it was prom. It was awesome. <laughs> no, I had this. Seriously, the pictures are on somewhere on my social media. I had like uh, I had this super fucking dope white tux. And then when I went over to my girlfriend's house to get like pre-prom pictures, I had like my dress shoes on. But then we came back to my house. I put my Jordans on. And the 12s are the white and black ones. And then I got yeah. pictures out in front of my 79 Cutlass, the mm-hmm. black one. It's pretty much a fucking cool You were ahead of your ever. time then with the shoe, shoe yeah, gimmick. Yeah, but anyhow, yep. I don't like... Well, anyhow, <laughs> I don't like all. I, I, I like. I don't like all solid leather shoes. My feet get hot. They're, to me, they're too heavy. They're not that comfortable. Yeah. But you talk to you know somebody who's, you know, I don't know. Maybe when you're operating a grill, if you drop, you know, a coal, <laughs> makes sense. You know, if I were to drop a hot coal when I'm grilling oh, on the shoes right I'm wearing right now, there, it yeah. would burn right through. Oh that yeah, mesh you'd burn be my fucked. Foot. And some dad with New Balances would say, "Well, that's exactly why," you know. <laughs> and so I don't know. Now everybody tags me in all these memes. The funny thing is, is like, and I, I try to be nice on my social media about it, but I have people tagging me now in memes. Like this fucking meme is three years old. So get your <laughs> shit together. And I get like they're trying to you do know, your homework. Like there was that one. There was a one that people tagged me in, and there's bound to be somebody listening that saw it. It's just a picture of somebody took a picture of a dad trying on like new New Balances <laughs> with the old one sitting right next to it, <laughs> and the caption the caption was like a suburban dad like sheds his skin or something. <laughs> and it is a fucking A plus meme, so it's very shareable. Uh, but it's like two years old, and I still have people like tagging me in it. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, that's great, you know, like three, you know, fire emojis, and yeah. I'm like, I see that shit. Two years ago, <laughs> but so anyhow, it's 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 just a joke. And I did have, you know, I have somebody who I respect very much in the bodybuilding and fitness industry. He's very well respected. And when the joke first started, you know, he commented, and he's the kind of guy who call you out on your bullshit and still be your friend. And when the joke started, like two weeks after it started, he called me out, you know, and he's like, "No, but he's like, bro, this isn't like you." He's like, "Why are you why are you making fun of somebody because they can't afford expenses?" And I actually uh, res- very much respect that he did that. And he called me out. He's like, bro, that's not you making fun of somebody because they can't afford, like, nice shoes. He's like, you know, you're, dude, fucking be better than that. And he called me out, like, it was it was Chad Nichols, you know, the guy who trained Ronnie Coleman for eight Mr. Olympias. Chad fucking trained Flex Wheeler, one of the best All trainers the and coaches in bodybuilding and fitness. I am see some of his shows now. And, yeah, Chad called me right out. And, uh, 
and I messaged him and I'm like, Oh bro, no, no, no. It's, it's not, it's not like that, you know? But it was, it was funny when he called me out because like, I guess I didn't realize that people thought like, and, and, the not, and most people, most it, people, yeah. like most people kind of knew from like the meme, but I guess, you know, if you didn't see like a couple of the memes, you know, he didn't think that there was really no frame of reference. It was just a picture of me posting somebody's shoes and being like, oh, look at their shoes. And the people who had seen the meme knew it was a joke, but he thought, you know, I was just making fun of somebody because maybe they couldn't afford nice shoes because I think they were like all beat up green. You know, so it was actually pretty cool. But the joke is the joke is is 100% not making fun of anybody's shoes. And in fact, new ones, like some of those new ones are like 65, 70 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you can get Nikes like at Rogan's or shit for like less than that. No, so... Uh, but anyhow, it's been like this ongoing like New Balance joke. But if you once, like I said, you're you're gonna be pissed that you well not pissed. You're gonna be entertained that you listen to this podcast because once you see it everywhere you go, stores, cookouts. I was at the I was everywhere. at a, a birthday party today <laughs> uh, for a little one year old. My girlfriend's friend's one year old and her and my girlfriend's friend's dad had the New Balance on. <laughs> and I said to my buddy, I'm like, look what he's wearing. He's like, bro. Don't take pictures. <laughs> what are you talking about? Click, oh, click, 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 click. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, on your, on your Sundays, Dave, you want to be comfortable. I like you to do. rock a pair of slippers Those when I'm look. coming over to the. I was so look, I was so surprised I did not see Dave show up in Crocs. <laughs> Snakes diamond, skin. I don't diamond Dave, not oh, Dave Bay. I, I don't Dave. own any Crocs, but I've I've heard they're incredibly comfortable. Every nurse I've seen is <laughs> not good for work in the grill. There's holes in them. Very flammable. Yeah. Well, they melt. <laughs> they melt. Yeah. Yeah, I have a cold. shoe that look. I have a shoe that it's one thing to have a cold burn through your mesh shoe. You know, clearly rubber. all leather is going to be the ideal situation. Your feet are fully protected, but to have some sort of rubber that could burn and melt onto your <laughs> and then foot, then you can't get it off. Then you can't get it off. Yeah, you'd rather just have it burn through the mesh and yeah, be, just good. be over it. <laughs> I'll call her a day. Well, as we good wrap times. up the old Bad Medicine podcast, Dave, is there any? Should be sponsors on your list. Should be sponsors should be on my you. list. For, to you, Dave Bay. Me. I've got some. <laughs> got a couple good sponsors. I'm happy for where I'm at. Who should be sponsoring me? Oh, you me. don't want to bring them up? You're afraid you might lose them. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no m- m- Muscle Sport. Oh, you shit all over my, Bieber. We're canceling her. Uh, the watch company, S-Force Watches, they just did a rebranding, so they got some really cool shit coming out. Uh, you know, so yeah, I don't, you know, my supplement company sponsorship, wash sponsorship, I try to be as real as I can with it. People who know me, I don't get too pushy with that stuff because I think, you know, people who know me know like that. I don't sell shit like that, you know, so like, <laughs> these are the products I use. It's good shit. If you want to use something else, cool. If you, you know, if you like the muscle sport products, fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I love them, you know. I'm not. I'm ever, never going to be like, oh, these are the greatest thing ever, you know. And then you land a different sponsorship a year later. Yep. <laughs> these are the these greatest thing. Yeah. No, you know what make, I said a year ago? No, is muscle, bullshit. Muscle Sport makes they make great products. I like taking them a cool company to be with the watches. Like I said, they used to be Swallow Clock. They changed. They're trying to um, broaden a little bit their uh, their market. So they're going to be S Force watches. Just S Dash. Yeah, hard to sell that to uh, to like a teenage lady. I would yeah. Say. No. Well, they're all they're all they're all so they're all really big, like fifty millimeter watches. So they're big watches. Yeah. And so it's funny because so the owner, um, yeah, look uh, at that thing. It goes up to yeah, his it's, elbow. It's, it's, it's big. Like it's badass. <laughs> and if I get in a fight and I'm losing, I could always take my watch off and throw it. Yeah. But the owner wanted, you know, he kind of wanted to. Um, he when he jumped in with Swallow Clock, he kind of wanted to kind of corner an angle in the fitness industry for like watches, which was kind of like. 
you know, there's there's clothes, there's shoes, there's Innovative. exercise stuff, there's yeah. there's jewelry, and he's like, but nobody really has like watches for the fitness industry, which is kind of like no, sh- like I said, you can find jewelry with barbells on it, weightlifting shoes, workout pants, everything, every product, and he's like, watches, nobody's really like marketing watches towards, but how do you do that? You know, how do you market a watch towards an industry? But you know, you, you see trends with bigger guys getting these big diesel watches and stuff like that. And so when he started this company in like 20, I think it was late 2014 and really came on the scene in 2015, you know, the, the word swole was trendy and it wasn't Ugh. like douchey. Yeah. The, 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 right. Like you're, <laughs> you hear this word swole <laughs> now and you're like, Ugh. so he don't, because- he, his timing was great at the time with swole o'clock because it was a very trendy word. It was still a cool, you know, you see, oh, bro, you're swole. It was, it wasn't douchey at the time. So you Master know? P had the no limit soldiers invading WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it was cool, but it was uh, it was the co- you know the company. There was a guy called Swole. Master P. <laughs> that was P. his name. Master P. Holy it's shit! Swole going way back. Obscure reference. No, there. That's Jesus what we're all about. Christ. But no, so he, he the the watch company did very well, but they just wanted to rebrand, so they're rebranding as S Force, and uh, they got some really some really badass shit coming out. So. It's all pre-sale stuff, but uh, and then the only the only other like message I have is like uh, like thing I like to say is very Bob Barkerish, uh, you know. It's like help control the popula- pet population, have your pet spayed or neutered, and if you're, uh, you know, you guys we talked it last time. I, I work a lot with the Humane Association and the uh, you know a couple of the other shelters around here, and, um, and it's uh, it's important to uh, you know to be mindful when you're looking for a pet to make sure that it's a good fit for your home and then you're not getting an animal for a Christmas present or a birthday present because it's a lifelong commitment. And if you are going to get an animal, uh, uh, you know, check out your local shelter. You know, adoptions Absolutely. might fit. One thing one thing I don't do, and, and I get a little upset when, when people who are, they go after people. And the people who work at shelters and stuff like that, they're very passionate people. You don't work at a shelter because it's just some job or you don't work at a shelter because you're trying to get rich. You work at a shelter because you're passionate about what you do and you want to help. And so sometimes they'll get aggressive towards like dog breeders and stuff. And and puppy mills are the they're the fucking worst thing in the world. I shouldn't say they're the worst thing in the world. Obviously there's human suffering and stuff like that. So I, I just don't like people like... In terms of the conversation. But you know, it's, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, but you know, I just sometimes I say shit yeah. where it's like I just want to like clarify. But puppy mills are terrible; they're, they're they're absolutely fucking terrible. But there's a lot of very responsible breeders out there, and I don't think there's anything wrong with people wanting a certain breed of dog. There's there's absolutely not. You want a, a, a golden retriever because of their demeanor, or or you want a boxer, or you want a lab, or whatever breed that maybe you have a preference for because you grew up with them or whatever. I don't have anything wrong with responsible, and I I stress responsible breeding. But for people who are looking for a dog who don't necessarily have, you know, some sort of preference one way or the other, I just I just encourage them to stop by their local shelter, um, go to PetFinder.com or, or whatever website um, that maybe are on you to find a shelter dog. And sometimes you, if you're breed specific, you can find those, you know, within a, a certain distance, mm-hmm. younger dogs or thing like that. And um, you know, just just give it a shot. I encourage adoption and. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of benefits. Dogs aren't stupid, you know, and a lot of times these shelter dogs when they find themselves in better situations, you know, you, you can't imagine having a more loving pet, you know, on a more practical side. Sometimes a dog from shelters are potty trained, they know their commands, yep. they know all this stuff. So again, um, 
you know, just, uh, well, I think some of the healthiest, some of the healthiest dogs are usually the mutts. I mean, that's been my experience uh, from, I got my dogs for a hundred dollars from a farm like 14 years ago and they're still getting the job yeah, done. You some, know, you know look at you. some, yeah, look at you. No, some, yeah, some, some dogs, um, you don't have, you know, uh, tendencies to have more issues with hip dysplasia or certain things yeah, like that. I mean, and you're, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Generally speaking, mutts, um, there's not a, there's not a better word, <laughs> hybrid breeds, you know, but not mutts. Mutt. Generally speaking, they don't have, you know, certain issues and stuff like that. So, you know, I think most people when they go breed specific are, you know, they have that breed mind for a reason and they're, yeah. they're generally speaking are a little bit aware, but you're absolutely right. Generally, usually dogs that are a, a mix don't quite have, you know, some of the health issues mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, no, if you're looking at getting a, I, I always say dog, I feel bad cause I, I don't mind cats. I joke, <laughs> I joke that cats are assholes and stuff. I don't have cats, but I, I don't mind them. They're actually pretty See, cool. I, I always like cats because it's like, if you, like a dog is always by you, yeah. but the cat's like, all right, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah go cats over are, there. It's cats fine. are pretty chill. You can go away for a weekend. Just make sure the litter box is clean before you leave. There, and put there some comes food out the truth. Yeah. Go away for a weekend. And I got shit on my living oh, yeah, room you floor. Don't, yeah. You don't have to go. Hey, I, I, Hey, Andrew, I need Andrew. you to stop by the Quinn estate yeah, and let uh, out the dogs. Take, take I'll give you a five spot. That's, oh, wait, that's Dave that gives a five that's, spot. That's, I give you liquor. That's all I carry. <laughs> he gives that's, me a yeah. It's about the end of my well, speech. Well, if you have five, be, be, you should have ten. Be nice, be nice to animals be nice and, to animals. and people, if you, uh, people if you can. That's, that's and if you're not ready for uh, for a re- real animal, maybe you're the kind of person that should just get a stuffed animal. A stuffed, yeah. dude. I, I I tell you what, like, not, so you get me going, I'm gonna, I'll go off. But I will say this, and and I I made a, a numerous posts before Christmas, and there's never a wrong time to say it because kids' birthdays come up all the time. People's birthdays, a, a dog is a great Christmas present. A dog is a great birthday present, but. It's also a lifelong commitment. So if you if you're trying to find a great present for it doesn't matter the time of the year or the reason for getting it. Like if you get a dog for a birthday, fine. But there's nothing worse than people who buy animals as a present when it's just they're for, not ready. It's for the it's you know so somebody can open up a box and have a puppy like yeah, for yeah that, that picture that, moment, yeah that yeah. that wow moment or whatever. Like I tell you what, man, there's. Every year after Easter, apparently, the shelters around here get a, a wave of bunnies turned in. Like, what kind of asshole? Like, look, if you're going to buy a rabbit. Rabbits like, are it's, easy. It's an obscure. Yeah, it's kind one. of an obscure <laughs> pet, right? Like, if you yeah. want a rabbit to have a rabbit, cool. Buy it in fall or summer or whenever you want to buy your rabbit. But if you're buying a rabbit for Easter because of the f- a fucking Easter bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Like think just just for two seconds for two seconds Let's okay. Think about this. Be a fucking adult and think about. Oh, my kid wants a bunny for Easter. Okay, well, what do they want a month after that? Do they still want the bunny that your dumbass that's supposed to be a responsible adult is going to go buy them for fucking Easter? You know, like oh, my kids want a puppy for Christmas. Great. I think every kid should have a dog. That's my thing. I understand not everybody can do that. I think kids should have a dog. But if you're only buying it as a Christmas present, look, it's a great Christmas present. I have nothing against that. But make sure, look, whatever time of the year it is, or whatever the reason why you're getting it. Look, if you go, there's all kinds of reasons. Look, there's people who've gone through bad breakups. Oh, I need a dog, you know, to keep me company. (laughs) Like, okay, well, what happens when you move on to the next idiot dumb enough to date you? You know, (laughs) like you're not going to want the dog anymore. You know, so just. Yeah, when you, when reminds you, me of them. When you get an animal, 
<laughs> he reminds me. Oh, reminds me of him. Reminds me of that. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you just remember, anytime you're getting an animal, regardless of, of just what be ready, it is, yeah. be, be responsible, know, be mindful that it's it's a it's a it's a long term commitment that if yeah, it's something that you're doing because we we see that all the time. Oh, there's we've an all inf- seen the people. Who there's always have an them. influx of dogs after Christmas. Um, you know, obviously people's birthdays run throughout the course of the year, but you know, bunnies after uh, you know Christmas. Um, Dogs or bunnies after Easter, dogs after Christmas, cats after Christmas. Um, fuck, man, and we don't have time to talk about it tonight. But well, next time, next, we'll, next coming one. back for oh, it, we'll worry. come back oh, for, for my my take on Game of Thrones. It's never too late. Yeah. There'll be there a was part an three. influx of there was an influx of huskies in shelters after oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Some of even with the name Ghost, people fucking idiots were adopting huskies. Because they looked like ghosts on Game of Thrones, and Huskies are a unique breed of dog. Yeah, they're, you got to be they're ready. They're super. They crazy personalities. They're super funny if you see oh, any yeah. Husky videos. Oh yeah. But they're not necessarily, from my understanding, I've never had a Husky. But from everything I've read, they're not the easiest dogs. They're, look, they're great dogs, but they're, they're not a working dogs. They're they not. The, go. Yeah, they're not the easiest dogs to have. They're maintenance. Yeah, and so people who got Huskies because it looked fucking cool on Game of Thrones, you are an idiot and an asshole and more than likely an idiot asshole and just next time you get a pet which should probably be never take into consideration the fact that this isn't something that's gonna you know a, a trend that it's you, reality you know, well, yeah. the, the they, same thing they happened are beautiful with, uh, the same thing happened with dalmatians after disney came out with 101 dalmatians yeah, everybody, the first a little, time little, like what damn near destroyed the breed yeah, how, stu- <laughs> how stupid is that shit though like how you know i go back to like the middle-aged white women i shouldn't just pick on white women because that's like re- almost like reverse racist as a white person whatever but people are stupid <laughs> like if you watch a movie and your little kid is like oh i want a dalmatian and you go out and buy and one out doing breed research or just because they want one because they saw one in an animated movie then you're a dumbass you are like yep, look I agree. My, my buddy's friend almost bought uh, from the movie max his son saw like uh, saw the preview was that german shepherd german shepherd and he's like oh i want a dog like that he's like maybe we'll get one later on because he was the same way as you he's right. like we're not just gonna make it a <laughs> A German, snap decision I mean, German just Shepherds. because of you saw it in a yeah. movie. German yeah. Shepherds are great dogs. And they and had a golden retriever before yeah. that. Yeah. Goldens are like the easiest dog yeah. there is. Oh, yeah. they're I mean, so it's, chill. It's not like watching Fast and the Furious than going down to the Dodge dealership and saying, give me that one, <laughs> fucking finance it, I don't that's, care. That's a, gr- that's a great thing. Like People you know? like people like you take normal situations where you would never see something in a movie or on TV or whatever and be like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. But with pets, people, they fucking they do, it. do it, you know? And yeah. Just wait until oh, the lion they, oh, hey. Out. Yeah, great. Yeah, you know, shit. Oh, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> buying lions. lions. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Yeah. Nah. Now take it. <laughs> there's a hundred percent chance there's going to be a giant influx of people holding their cats out. <laughs> which actually, I, there's nothing wrong with that. That's there's awesome. nothing wrong with it. It is funny, but that's going to be. You're going to have to give picture. us some numbers on uh, Fox Valley there of uh, after the Lion King comes out. To see what happens with the number of cats. Cats. And the number of cats. Oh, yeah. People fucking returning cats. What's this cat's name? Simba, Nala, Mufasa, Scar. <laughs> yeah. Jesus oh, Christ. Look at you just nailing the names. That's I'm four. I'm a Lion King. That's four. <laughs> well, still. Four. There's 80 characters I knew, in it. I knew Simba. That was it. Yeah. You, my, you, you didn't know you Mufasa. Mustafa and Scar. It's Mufasa, you jackass. <laughs> Not Mustafa. <laughs> There's no T, God damn it. There's no. He's the not king, a wrestler. The King Lion Mustafa. What? <laughs> Wait. No. Yeah. It's okay. Later he becomes the Godfather. It's, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Mustafa. That's when we know what's our cue to go. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, uh, oh, that fantastic note. Is there a... Uh, 
Where can people find you again? Uh, Instagram, it's DavidBay79. <laughs> Just Facebook, follow me there. But DavidBay79 on Instagram. Uh, come give me a follow. And uh, I want to I wanna see... I want to see after this goes up. I want to hear people's when. So after you're done listening to this, make sure to comment. I want to see who you have, Bieber versus Cruz, and in a short, short description, why? Don't just say. Don't just say a name. Don't just say because Tom's old or Bieber's a bitch. You know, <laughs> I like want I want. Oh, well, fuck. Bieber well, I can't. I can't, Bieber's I can't a bitch. do the poll then. Bieber's that was going to be my reasoning. Yeah. No. Give, give us a. Give us a. Uh, like as long at as least he comes they, out to baby, 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 yeah. baby, 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 bitch. <laughs> He's coming out. We to, could have a whole other hour comes out just to on the ring. music. He comes out to the ring we to could. baby, baby. See, when you say that, I just think of Eddie Murphy doing his stand-up when he was like, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> That's all I think of. Anyways, take us home. <laughs> and in our next episode, we are going to talk about who, uh, what musician Bieber and Tom Cruise are going to come out to for their fight. If Tom Cruise doesn't fucking come out to Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm turning, I'm turning it off. Could, okay. Right, I, gotta, I Seriously, we got to wrap this up soon. Did but it legitimately... It. Fucking imagine he's, this. He's almost standing, folks. Holy shit. Imagine this. <laughs> Fucking Tom Cruise. They go whole, through the whole thing from bump off Egypt at, you know, five foot one, whatever he is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Tom, you know, I don't know what he, he's, he's got. to have Tom jets. Maverick. Yeah, are they going to call him Maverick? You have to. And also, dun, 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 the entire Dave, world. Dave, give one second. Dave, hold on one second. Dun, dun. Music's playing right now. And go. Fuck yeah. They would they would actually bring in Kenny Loggins to do it live. Oh, Kenny Loggins live. He would win the fight already. It's not, I understand it's not a stadium, but the Jets. Get a flyover. Flyover. You might as well do it like WWE even have it in a football stadium. Oh, yeah. And then you can have Jets fly over. And you can have Kenny Loggins singing. And then afterwards, Tom fucking Cruz can say he did it for Goose. Holy I was going to say, have Goose walk him out. Yeah. He can't fucking Goose walk fine, him out. Val Val the whole goddamn thing, man. Fine, fine. Val Kilmer can walk him out <laughs> if he a, can this, make it that this far. This is another yeah, they episode. They can hold hands on their way out. This is another episode. <laughs> I brought my wingman. How man. awesome can you tie Tom Cruise into... Like fucking Val Kilmer's in his corner, <laughs> just yelling at Bieber. He's dangerous. He he does that teeth thing to Bieber. The holy fuck, <laughs> fucking Val Kilmer's got Val oh. Kilmer's got to be in his corner. He's got to be in his, his Batman outfit. Hey, and then just think, as a, as a shot to Tom Cruise, Bieber's training is the volleyball montage scene. <laughs> Playing with the boys. That he's got to do that slow motion high and five Bieber, shirtless. Oh, guys, guess what? Bieber comes out on the crotch rocket for his entrance to Dave is standing top. now. He's so excited. Boom. Jesus. Look, we just booked it. Yeah, but if he comes out on that crotch Book rocket, it. if he's going enough fast enough to keep the bike up, he's, it's going to have to be like propped up on like a cart. And <laughs> he's he's got training real wheels. Slow, but that's gonna be, training it's going to be weird because he's just sitting on it as it comes out. Yeah, Kelly McGillis is on the back of Bieber's bike. She's oh, kind of. She's, she's a little. Well, yeah, she's not. Let, let's be nice here. She's not. She was hot back in '87. Hey, well, like the movie came out in '87 to '86. Take yeah, but it Tom easy. Tom has aged pretty well. Botox yeah. is amazing. <laughs> Tom's. 
Must run, 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 run. All, that, all those blood transfusions he's getting, like, uh, the guys like Keith Richards, Rolling yeah. Stone. Yeah, Keith Richards. Jesus yeah. Christ. He's got a blood transfusion from a 12-year-old <laughs> Swedish boy. All right, oh, that's... Uh, and that's well, what you... Instead <laughs> of blood transfusion. Take it easy, fellas. <laughs> Dave always takes it too far. Not our guest, Dave. The other Dave. So, Quinn, any uh, sponsors? Should if be. there are, make them quick. Well, like I said, I just want to thank everybody at uh, at the Ford Motor Company for providing us with the F-150 Raptors that have done one hell of a job getting us through the road construction. I got I that thank scratch Jim fixed. Beam, Smooth Drinking Kentucky Bourbon for helping me get through my weekends. And once again, the BF Goodwrench All-Terrain TA Tires do a fantastic job. I also want to throw a big special shout-out to Honda Power Sports. I just want to say I rode my 2018 Honda Africa Twin for 767 miles in one one day, didn't get sore. It performed like a champ all the way from Savant Lake, Ontario, Canada, to the Bad Medicine Studios in Appleton. Did it in one day, folks. It was fantastic. We will see you next week. So, again, thank you, everybody, for listening again for the Appleton Oak, the man of a thousand poses, Dave Bay, Mason Quinn, Diamond Dave Damone. I am the answer, John Andrews, and we will see you next time. Oh, hold on. You, you, guys got a ra- you guys got a raptor? Yeah. Oh, you didn't you see him? Yeah, you didn't see him? Didn't they make you park next to him? Yeah. He's got a Raptor? No, we we put him in the guest parking. You guys are getting paid? <laughs> yeah. You, you got to work on your stuff, Dave. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's easy. They just throw that shit at you. They don't throw anything They're at paying you. paying the rock. Ford's paying the rock $60 million just to drive a truck. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, we're in the wrong line. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the Bad Men Podcast. Shut her down. She's pumping mud. Dave, take us out. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, I was no pressure. Out. Uh, help control the pet population. Don't forget to be here, neuter your pet uh, or your idiot relatives that shouldn't be reproducing. Because that, that's a terrible outro. No, you, you nailed it. No, nailed perfect. No, yeah. Nailed it. Perfection. No, that's a good one. Peace out. We'll Bruce see you guys next time. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Boom! <laughs>